Hello, 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 and welcome to Puff Puff Pass, where Christian and I talk all about our favorite and bad and sometimes mid-movies while high. And today we'll be discussing the 2022 sci-fi action Moonfall. Christian. Hi. I almost yanked the mic off right there because the cord caught my foot. Go on. <laughs> Do you remember this movie? Uh, it came out like this year, so. I was so surprised. I was like, when you said, yeah, the, the movie that came out this year, and I was like, did it really? Came out this year, yeah. I think it was probably like in January, mm-hmm. right? That's fucking November. Something like that. <laughs> um. But yeah, do you remember seeing these movies like in like in trailers or like anything else? I remember seeing trailers. Yeah, I remember it's also like, seeing the trailers. The trailers were not. I, I watching the trailers. It was kind of like I remember because one came on one time. Mm-hmm. And we were watching. We kind of just like looked at each other like. I know that Ambulance came on, like, right after. Yeah, and then the trailer for Ambulance. And I was like, are these fake movies? Yeah, we, like, we made a joke. We were in the theater, I think. Yeah, we were. So we, were, we made a joke. We were like, oh, these look like the fake movies that yes. you would see in another movie. Yes! Oh, my God. And have you ever seen, I want to say Tropic Thunder? Have you ever seen that movie? With Robert Downey Jr.? And, yeah, and yeah. Blackface. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's a dude pretend, uh, playing a dude, pretending to be a dude who's pretending to be another dude it's a it's a quote or whatever from the movie okay. he's explaining why he's in okay Netflix. but I remember my dad rented it from Netflix remember when Netflix used to like mail you your DVDs mm-hmm. <laughs> but like my dad got that movie and he popped it in mm-hmm. go on sorry my ice and my drink was have to well she's yeah, she's giving me weird looks and she's being mean. She's been mean all day. Oh my god. She's 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 hot. You know why I mean because this movie fucking sucked my soul. We finished this movie like the day we were recording this. Oh my god. <laughs> this movie's so bad. This movie's so bad. But we'll save our review for the end. Anyway. So Oh my god. What was the question I asked you? You asked me, like, do you remember if I remember? Yeah, okay, yeah, and we were making fun of the... Okay, yeah, cool, yeah, okay. Um, so this movie was written... Written? Written. <laughs> written and directed by Roland Emmerich, who also worked which with... Which is weird, because he's... Which he's, also, guess what? You remember how you said that this film reminds you of The Day After Tomorrow? Guess did, what? He, yeah, he, yeah, uh, yeah, he did. He did. He was, he was in that project. As well as Midway in 2012. Which is crazy because, like, I saw a couple, like, actors that, like, kind of... I'm pretty sure they might have been in Midway. I might have been wrong, but, mm-hmm. like... I've never seen Midway. Like, he makes good movies. I think this... He does not make good movies. So, the thing is, I like Roland Emmerich, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. Like, I don't, like... I don't think of him as, as a director, ever. Like, when people ask who my favorite director is, I never say Roland Emmerich. But I don't like, think anybody says any of these. By the way, guys, this director... And the guy that directed Geostorm, mm-hmm. I feel like they roll around the same circles because they were, because it also he was credited for working in Independence Day or working on Independence Day. Yeah, I don't know. It was like a writer director. I don't. Know, I didn't look it up, and I don't care to research that or cross research them to find out. We do not care. I know. <laughs> no, but like, but he makes good good movies. I don't think the day after tomorrow is good. Our disaster movie to turn my brain off. If you're supposed to care about them. But, like, The After Tomorrow is good. Midway is good. Like he's I've made, never seen Midway. And 2012 is not that good. I, don't, I didn't say 2012. <laughs> you so were implying. I didn't imply. I hate 2012. <laughs> what? It's not good. I mean, it's, it's a little funny. I'm sensing funny. a theme here for disaster It's movies. a little funny, but it's not super Dude, good. Dude, if 
If our next movie. He do, he also did White House Down. Uh, twenty two. Uh, sorry. Yeah, so 10, did our 000, last guy. Our last guy was in the ten thousand BC. Uh, is that the twin movie White House Down and then Olympus Has Fallen? Yeah, that's, that's one of the twin movies. Dude, the guy. Okay, so you know how those last few directors worked with each other yeah. on Independence Day? Well, the last guy we did did Olympus Has Fallen, but this guy did oh, White House Down. Olympus Has Fallen and White House Down. Yeah, so they're. They run in the same circles. They probably swap scripts, bruh. Swap scripts? Yeah. Anyway, we're getting too hung up. Anyway, this is starring Halle Berry, who is also in X-Men, Catwoman, and me and my sister's favorite movie, Robots. Robots. <laughs> That's really your favorite movie? Oh, me and Tiana used to watch it all the time. Okay. <laughs> the one with all, uh, Elijah Wood? No. I think it's Uma McGregor. It is humor yeah. yeah. I was like, it's, it's, it's an E name, but like, it's not, <laughs> is it a Elijah Wood? We just watched Lord of the Rings earlier, <laughs> just, so. Yeah, <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Wilson, who is in the Conjuring series, the Insidious series, and the 2018 Aquaman. He's in other stuff. Yeah, I think he's a scream queen. Guys, you know how, like, on Twitter, everyone's saying Justin Zonks is a scream queen? I also think Patrick Wilson is a scream queen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. What else has he been in? Because I, I haven't pulled up two. Honestly, I think Patrick Wilson looks like that guy. He's this, in Passengers and, Walk- and Watchmen. Listen, listen, listen. Go on. I think Patrick Wilson and the guy in, who plays Prince Charming in Once Upon a Time are the same guy. I don't know why I mixed them up. Do you see it, though? Do you see that he could yeah. be on what- <laughs> He looks like Prince Charming. Uh... <laughs> He plays the president and of the United States in Batman vs Superman. What? Uh, Dude, guy. that cotton mouth is hidden. I'm like, my lip is like my my upper lip is stuck to my teeth. <laughs> mhm, mhm. Yeah, that's why I thought he played. He played Ed, Edwin Layton in Midway. Anyway, not the point. But um. Oh God. Anyway, back to Moonfall. So John Bradley, who's best known for his role as Samuel Tarly in Game of Thrones, <laughs> he, and he plays Casey Houseman, also known as Doctor Casey Houseman. 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 Kelly Wu, who's a Chinese Canadian singer, songwriter, and actress. And actress. I yeah, it was really. It's, <laughs> it's, I don't know about that one. Movie, so I mean. Charlie Plummer, who was in the 2020 Spontaneous, which is if you don't know what that is, it's a, a movie where teenagers just randomly blow up. Ooh. Also, Hannah Baker is in it. Blowing up is her thirteenth reason. Mm. Donald Sutherland, who is also in Hunger Games and the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. Mm. Michael Pina, who is in Ant-Man, Fury, and Fantasy Island. Alright, so... A reviewist, I shall say, who posted on their blog, Nick Allen, wrote saying that Moonfall is boring. What do, you, what, do you agree with that? Yes. <laughs> it's so boring. I feel like I was just analyzing the scene too much to even think about if it was boring or not. I would have to watch it, like, turning my brain off. But, I mean, like, I feel like a lot kind of happened. You can't even, like, take your brain off. It's just like... You're like, okay. 
Okay. I want to not be alive right now. <laughs> oh my... And it's so fucking long. This it's movie is two hours, you guys. And 20 minutes. Like, oh my god. Or however long it And was. I thought to my... How this movie went down was not how I was expecting it to go down. Two so, hours and ten minutes, sorry. Anyway, I, I, how the movie went down, I was not expecting it, how it went down, but like... I was like, why is this movie two hours long? Like, you think we're gonna see something we already seen before? Like, boom, 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 boom. And then, literally, and then, like, something happens, and you're like, what? And then something else happens, and you're like, what? And then something else happens, and you're like, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> dude, uh, the, this movie's budget, um, it got a, surprisingly, mm-hmm. 138 to $146 million mm-hmm. to make this movie. Yeah. Sahara, do you know how much this, this movie made? <laughs> so it was 138 to 146 million. Mm-hmm. This movie made 59.1 million. <laughs> it's not even cutting. It's not even half. Not even half of their money made back. <laughs> it is one of the largest box office bombs of That's, all time. Of all time. Of all time. That's crazy. Because I'm just like, who the fuck saw this movie? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck saw this movie? I'm just like, oh my gosh. And that brings me to my next point. Yeah? Because, uh, shoot, I... You lost it. Oh, oh no, wow. I didn't lose it. I didn't lose it. I just, I closed the tab on accident. Sorry. Look at, okay. So as we were, so Moonfall came out uh-huh. in... 2022. Early 22. January 20... Uh, I knew it was Jan- a January, January Okay, so technically not. January 31st was a special release in L.A., February 4th was when it officially came out. I don't trust out. any movies that are coming out between the months of January and March. Mm-hmm. January through March. Because I just... Because you put shit movies during that. You Your hits are either in the summer or in winter. Like the breaks. Like the breaks that we get in, in between like October, November, December. You put your movie out, it's going to be seen. I wonder what the correlation is there. Yeah. Um, it was kind of a... Uh not a good time for movies, to mm-hmm. be honest, because, the, so as I was saying, this movie... Oh, yeah, we were just coming out of the pandemic, and well, no, like, not people even that. are coming back. I mean, like, people who were still well, hiding, like, the last people, kind of like goblins that are like, how should we trust them? So, what I was saying was, so it came out January 31st, special premiere, and, <laughs> and then it came out in the, uh, pretty much the rest of the world, the United States and UK, mm-hmm. uh, February 4th, and it came out in China March 25th. Okay. But anyway, so February. Okay. Okay. I looked up what other movies came out, like, during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was it competing with? Alright, I'm glad you, I'm glad you asked, because it was competing with... February 22 movies. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm, get, I'm getting back to my tab. My phone isn't working. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, Moonfall was competing with uh, Blacklight, starring Liam Neeson. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, glad you said so. Um, Dog, starring Shannon Tatum. Yes, that was another one of those fake ass movie so trailers. Like, so like, is he gonna fuck this dog? Literally, that's how the trailer is. Uh, you replace that dog with a human, bro. We would think they're gonna fuck. Death on the Nile, which okay, we, right. I'm looking. I was looking forward to. I never saw it. We can watch it now. Uh, the Privilege. I, I don't. Uh, it's a Netflix movie, so so it count. didn't come out in theaters. So but, why are you telling well, me? Well, no, this? it also came out in theaters. It's oh. just on. It, it's on Netflix. Okay. Anyway, uh, Kimmy. Kimmy. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, I'll just show you my phone, to be honest, but we got Through the Window, okay. Desperate Riders, okay. Marry Me. We, we did see Mar- We saw Marry Me before yeah. we saw GSR, which goes to show how bad this movie was. 
<laughs> Amadea Homecoming. We watched that too. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. A new, the new one. I Want You Back, which okay. was an Amazon original. Don't know why. So why are here. you reading these? These are just movies like that came out. Also, let's see, all services. Should I just do in theaters? Yeah. I guess I guess, I don't know if I can, but anyway, this is like. Okay. Well, so we get the we get the but point. you get we the get point. point yeah. Like there were no other good movies. Yeah. Um, my best friend and Frank. If you remember watching that trailer, mm-hmm. the in between. Uh, what's another movie that kept? Oh, um, Tall. They made a second Tall Girl. Yes, I think there's there's three of them. Babe. Tall Girl Two. There's three of them. Oh, and the the Netflix doc on the Tinder one. Not Tinder. The Tinder Swindler. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking Batman cartoon. Don't, don't you remember that? You, the Tinder. Do you remember what that was? Dun, 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 the do, do you know what that was? Oh, isn't that somebody who was like? He um, was like conning like old ladies and be like, hey. <laughs> for their money. Like, what the fuck? Also, they're not old ladies. They're probably, like, millennials, okay? No. Like, older. Older, like... Like, old, the older side of millennials, probably. They were older, like, but they weren't, like, they weren't, like, in our... Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not like, saying in they're in their, in their 20s. 20s. They're in their 30s, their 40s, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, tricking women. And I thought to myself when I saw that, I said... This is literally the equivalent of an old-ass lady getting a Nigerian prince boyfriend and sending money to him. The same thing. Same thing. Whoop, whoop. Also, is that real? Because I hear it on TV all the time. Who's to say? That's a that's a hyper-real, by the way, what I just described. That's a hyper-real? Yeah, that's a hyper-real narrative. Beckins, you'd be so proud of me. <laughs> so anyway, I wrote, the, I wrote these questions down before I watched the movie, but... I said, I feel like we're running out of disaster movies to hit America, so I felt felt like the moon was the last option to destroy, like, because I thought the moon, the moon is destroying the earth, but not in the way that you think it is. Sure. Like, because the trailer made it seem like an asteroid just hit the moon. Was that your phone? No, that was the, I believe that was the dishwasher. Huh. I'll go turn it off a second. No, that's okay. Oh, I looked it up. Do you know what the, uh, 13th lar- uh, worst box office bomb was? Oh, yeah. It was a movie that came out in 2005. Okay. Called. Okay. You've probably seen it. Okay. Sahara. What? <laughs> That's the name of the movie. Oh. You did that on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never guess who it stars. Matthew McConaughey. I went to go see that movie, bitch. I even own it. <laughs> the movie's actually pretty good. Oh God. Because, like, oh, you said, oh, I like that movie. And then five-year-old, well, five-year-old me, but, like, I bet you do. You so, were saying? Do you like the science of this movie? No. <laughs> Do you think it's believable? No. <laughs> no, like uh, uh, no matter what the moon that moon is hitting Earth. I'm sorry. Um, Once you reach a certain point, that it's not gonna not hit Earth. What do you think of the pretty big name actors in this film? Career under. Really? Not really. Yeah. Because they caught their bag. You think so? <laughs> but, like, it is what it is. That's probably what made the movie so goddamn expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my goodness. So, you ready to get into it, Hans? Sure. Alright. Moonfall. Moonfall! So, we open with a bunch of, like, old footage being played and a radio voiceover of the first moon landing. And, and then we, like cut to like a shot of the earth and we learned that it's January 12th 2011 and we are on a satellite repair mission by Africa by Toto Plays. We see Brian Harper played by Patrick Wilson repairing the satellite and he asks his co- co-worker what does uh, miss the rains in Africa means. So Christian, what does it mean? 
means I bless someone down in Africa. I literally thought before he like messed up the lyric that like that was it. I was like, yeah, I missed the wave down in Africa. You it's thought. not how it goes. It's not how it goes. <laughs> You're weird. But then we meet our lovely Jacinda, Joe for short, played by Halle Berry. They're just chilling in space, by the way. Yeah, literally. They're repairing a satellite. Yeah. But Honestly, I kind of like the gravity, like the way that they edited that, or made that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it looked real to me. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. Like, it looks fake, but it looked real. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? Well, I don't know. I mean, like... I don't eat during the podcast. No, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm not eating, I'm thinking. But, like, I don't know, it's just like... I mean, I guess, like, now that... There's better film technology. It's easier to do. Mm-hmm. But like, ooh, <laughs> the movie about space has good gravity. So, Joe corrects him by saying the lyrics are "Bless the rains down in Africa," and I was like, I said honestly, same because I was singing the song wrong this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So we get this banner between both of them um, to establish that they're good friends. But then the guy that is helping him, uh, the rookie, as they call him, Brian is like, oh, you guys bigger like an old married couple. And I was like, okay. So at first I thought that when they tell us that they are married, because she was like, because she made that joke, remember? She was like, oh, because I sang it at my wedding. Yeah. And I thought it was like, she's going to be like, oh, remember? Because I thought it was like they were like a couple. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I thought that. Did you think that? Yeah, like, at first, and I was just like, what's going on? You know? Also, but, Brian like, says that that's his work wife. <laughs> Do you not remember that? I don't. Literally, he says that's his work wife. And I was like, okay. And I just thought that that was just really weird. But literally, yeah. that line was a warning of what the other lines were to come out of the rest of these characters' mouths. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> So, Brian also uh, thanks her for spending her honeymoon. She's on her honeymoon! Whoop, whoop. And she was like, oh, yeah, it'll least cool, but it doesn't beat the view. And it's just like, Earth Spaces has the best view. Is that what you're telling me? Christian, what if I abandoned my honeymoon for work? Mm-hmm. I think you're weird, to be honest. And I said, literally my first comment was like, first of all, do you even like your husband? No. <laughs> Obviously not, because they get a divorce, you guys. <laughs> so, things start going down pretty fast as electricity starts uh, going haywire on the ship. And the guy helping Brian, which they call Ricky, as I said before, notices something big and bright heading uh, towards their way. Yeah, I get it. Also, I know, I wrote down, I know they don't know what that is, but it's flying towards them. And they're kind of just, like, floating there. Like, they didn't even try to, like, pull each other in or anything. Yeah, very weird. I just, like, they kind of just sat there. I mean, well, granted, what is there they can do. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know. I mean, at least try. Yeah. So, whatever it is hits them in the satellite head-on, and the rookie is just continuously spinning, asking for help, and is losing air, while Brian is able to grab onto him, but loses him at the last second and ends up back in the rocket pack thing. Because it's, like, open up. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and uh... Ends them back in and the rocket pack thing while the rocket is just like kind of the shuttle is spinning. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I said that I really like how everything keeps spinning and how disorienting it all is, and I can really feel that Brian is panicking and has no idea what to do. Yeah. Did you like that? Because I did. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I feel I like I thought I it was a good that. idea. I thought it was a good idea. And which was really, like, cool. But then, like, everything else is just really shitty. Yeah. And I'm just like, reading this back, I'm just like, wow, this, this the beginning had literally had a lot of potential, but it fell down so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this movie was kind of just like, okay. Also, the rookie's name was Marcus. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's how yeah, we kind of forgot about it. <laughs> so, Brian is able to get inside, and I wanted to ask you if that if, if that's possible. To ask me if what's possible. Okay, so, you know how the shuttle is, like, spinning? Yeah. Like, okay, and then Brian is in there, and he's able to, like, maneuver his way in. Is that is that possible without getting, like, dizzy and passing out? Because I would vomit. Yeah. Depends how much it's spinning. Mm. Like, is it, like, it as lo- fast well, as possible? Well, it went or? fast because Joe passed out. Oh, well, yeah, probably not, because it's the same thing. Like, it's, the reason he passed out is because blood is either going to or from his brain, mm-hmm. but, like, uh, I don't know. He probably shouldn't have been able to pull himself in. Yeah. So, should we have a counter? I like things that we <laughs> see are kind of sus. <laughs> yeah. Let's make a tally. Okay. Boom. Mm-hmm. So Brian is able to get the Joe, but she's beyond passed out because of the spinning. And Brian calls for Marcus, but Marcus is gone. And <laughs> I wrote down, I honestly thought he was calling for help. And I said, why the fuck is he calling Rookie? And Rookie fled the bitch. <laughs> he said, we got to go. Uh, I was going to sue. So Brian opens a panel that releases a... Uh, some air, I think, out to like stabilize the ship. Yeah, good for him. Is it is it air? Is that what that's releasing? Probably. Okay. Or just gas or something. Either yeah. way, either way, provi- provides an. But alter- listen, listen. He tells an unconscious Joe, he's going to get her home. Remember that. I, I suppose. And that didn't when, work out. But then when he looks out the window again. He sees that whatever hit the moon, like just like went into it. Wait, no, that's not what he said? I don't know. Yeah, he's like, something went into the moon. Yeah, oh yeah, and then it cut a crater of the moon where that thing landed, and it's bubbling and rumbling, and it low-key looks like it's, like, drilling. Bubbling and rumbling. It is! Doesn't it not look like... Yeah. Yeah. Then we got a title card. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. Moon fall. <laughs> anyway. So, but Brian, he, being the only person who's still here that actually witnessed it, because mm-hmm. the rookie died, uh, they're like, he's like, oh, this is what I saw tells the superiors that they're like yeah no that didn't happen and they fire him from NASA or whatever yeah. it's really shitty but anyway anyway ten years later yes so ten years later we cut to Casey played by John Do- Dr. Bradley. Casey Hausman played yes. by John Bradley also known as Samuel Tali from Samuel Game of Thrones Game of But, uh, so he is a conspiracy theorist, but he believes that the moon... Yeah, oh, and I'm gonna say it. That's no moon. That's a space station. Oh my god. But anyway, he believes... He's our one-liner king, honestly. I know. Well, mm, <laughs> but that's... Well, that's a Star Wars quote. But, you know, he believes the moon is a megastructure or whatever. He doesn't think it's a moon. But, um... 
And he uses, like, like when no one's around, he uses time on this research telescope or whatever to, yeah. to like... Yeah, he broke into his... Perf- I thought it was his professor, but we learned later on he's just went in there for funsies. For funsies. Yeah, like, pretending could- to be a janitor! It works, man. I guess. Anyway, uh, he tries to share his findings with. Uh, oh no, he sorry, not his findings. He discovers after a while that because uh, he's I guess done this, but he realized that the moon. He went to the professor's office to see the, and call the, what the professor knew about uh, like a telescope, and they sent him, like they emailed him, because he was like, oh, use the email that I gave you. And that's when he realized that the moon's orbit is out of its regular orbit. Yeah, he realized that it's, it's getting yeah, closer, yeah. which is not good. Anyway, fun fact, the moon is actually going farther away. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Eventually we'll lose the moon. That makes me sad. She's so pretty. In, like, billions of years. And this, well, well, everything on this planet will be dead by then, though. I hope so. Oh, well, so sad. Bye, Rocco. Bye, moon. Say goodnight, Mr. Moon. So we cut to Casey getting to his real job at like this burger burger joint, and it's honestly giving Sonic. <laughs> anyway, I and, forgot about that. Yeah, and we see like Casey's van. It's like, oh, I believe in Area Fifty One, so we already know how he is about space. About space. He's fucking crazy. But I'm brave. <laughs> anyway, but he tries to like. Oh my god! Remember when he walks in and his manager is like, "You're seven and a half minutes late." Do you oh. remember that? What? I said so. I know, I was like, bro, why do you give a shit? No. No, but literally, though, and, uh, anyway, later on, he tries to share what he learned with Brian, you know, the astronaut who witnessed that swarm thing and got fired. No, he tries to call NASA. He tries to call NASA. Well, yeah, he tries to call NASA, and then he goes to Brian. But then, like, they, they show, like, a lady at the NASA museum, like, gift shop. And I have two questions here. Okay. One... Why would he call this phone number to the NASA museum and thinking that they could page him to the actual NASA? But he probably figured they were the only one that would pick up. I mean, I, I've done that before. Okay. Like, okay. That, like that line of thinking. I'm like, okay, I need to call their main office. Mm-hmm. I can't call their main office. Let me call someone in the building and see if I can get forwarded, you know? I mean, I guess. Like, I've used that line of reasoning I before. I guess. But also, too, it is light up. It is dark outside when he calls her. It is dark when she's in there because she's the only one light surrounding her it's a lady in a gift shop why is she the only one there it's obviously closed she's, she's we got the vibe that the, the museum was closed why is she there who's to say and it was just stupid like it's obviously played for laughs Doofenshmirt, but it's so dumb I don't understand she was like the joke was oh honey I just work at the gift shop after hours What's, when is the NASA museum open I don't know NASA museum I assume the one in Houston. Oh, yeah. It was in Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it closes... Uh, That's the one I went to. I went to there. Really? Yeah. Cool. It, really it closes cool. at, yeah. like, five on weekdays and six on weekends. Uh, my grandfather on the maternal side, he took me. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, so we just go visit. So then we cut to Joe's phone ringing. Then we cut to her getting ready to leave before she checks on her son, while her nanny, Michelle, played by Kelly Wu, hands her her coffee, and Joe is like, My son! Honestly, why are you up so early? And she's like, I could ask you the same thing. Mm -hmm. And she asks Joe what's wrong, and she's like, oh, hopefully it's nothing, but you know, like, I'll be home for dinner, if not, you know, take care of Jimmy. Also, okay, so when I first watched this, right? Yeah. I thought, I I couldn't tell if they were married, or if she was the employer. Mm Mm-hmm. Because how that scene went, when she was like, oh, why are you up so early? No, why are you up so early? You know, I thought, 
maybe because remember when they said she got married we didn't know that her husband we didn't know she was married to a man they didn't establish that we saw michelle first before we even knew where her husband was around you know yeah so i thought they were the married couple and i was like oh okay cool and then like then she told her she was like hey make sure this this jimmy gets this this and this done and honestly if they shared a son that would be so fucking condescending like don't like she probably knows what to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so then i was confused i was like okay so does she work for her whoop, whoop. also um i know you guys don't know this because christian skipped this but brian has a son named sunny and we learned that we joe's that. what i said we ignore that though and then okay and then uh joe's son his name is jimmy and i'm like what the fuck are these boy names sunny and jimmy jimmy <laughs> so we've been watching a lot of south park that doesn't excuse it you say you're sorry i said jimmy <laughs> jimmy so next we cut to johnson space center um in houston texas and joe walks in and everyone looks at her and she's like what i want the guys to tell her that the moon's orbit has shifted and that its orbital radius is decreasing <gasps> dun, dun, dun. joe's like that's impossible because the moon has been orbiting around us for billions of years and our team is like what well, we checked so mm-hmm. just being smart asses also one of the other guys is like yeah we picked up something on its last orbit and she's like what is that and he's like i don't know who's to say she asks where uh, that is located, and he tells her that's the uh, Mare Christian. Also, I didn't know the moon's craters had names. And that really? honestly just seems like too much. They each have names. Every single crater. Mm-hmm. That's so stupid. Do you know what the names mean? No. So, Mare is a... Uh, like the baby horse? No. Oh. Mare is the Latin word for sea. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Some of them are actually called Sea, like the Sea of Tranquility. That's where the Apollo landed. Mm. But um, That's stupid. Yeah. Also, did we Americans try to claim the moon? Um, I mean, we, we kind of signed a treaty with the Soviets that, like, you can't, like, you can't claim space. So, no. Good for us. Because why the fuck would we? Did you hear that China is trying to claim the moon? Did you hear about that? Little ape. Oh. <laughs> Well, because we kind of did that and landed on the moon like 60 years ago. Almost, actually. So you have to years. land to the moon to claim it? I mean, what? okay, what are you going to do? I claim that land over there. I just so think that's so it. crazy that we figured out how to do that. Isn't that crazy mm-hmm. that we figured out how to do that? Like, oh, let's go there. We did it on using less computing technology than our phone. Isn't that crazy? That is so wild. And I don't know why we haven't gone back. Like, why it, is it taking up till now for us to go back? There's no financial incentive to go back. We, they went just to, like, one-up the Soviets because the space race mm-hmm. wasn't really about space. Mm-hmm. It was about, like, missile technology mm-hmm. and showing the Soviets, like, oh, you see, see how accurately we can put a rocket here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think, They wanted to blow up the moon? Well, it was more like, like oh, a threat. Like, oh, we can do that. See how close we can, you know, drop nukes on Moscow. I, I don't think anybody... I don't, I don't understand why we have this type of power. Nukes. Like, oh, if you drop a nuke on you, I drop a nuke on you. No, if I drop a nuke on you, you drop a nuke on you. Anyway, we're getting off topic. But <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Why is everybody so trigger happy? I don't understand. I mean, we haven't died yet. They so. said nuke <laughs> Nuke them. We'll get to, we're not super off topic. This does, this will get brought up later. And we were talking about it earlier. But and it's going to piss you off. Yeah, we're not super off topic. We're just not where we need to be right now. 
Anyway, but yeah, uh, Mare is Latin for sea. Oh, that's cool. Because early astronomers looked up at the moon and saw, like, the dark spots and thought they were, like, actual seas. That's crazy. Yeah. So we cut back to Casey, still trying to get a hold of someone, when he's met with another wall. And I shit you not, he says, he's like, what would Elon do? Yeah, which, like... I know, I was like, what the fuck? What would Elon Musk do? Uh, Nothing, preferably. Rip, rip Twitter, by the way. Mm, we're, we're recording this after like he became CEO, so uh, rip the homie. Rip the homie. So despite not having any seas, there are volcanoes on the moon. Oh, really? Not like on, they're more like kind of under the moon, you know, mm. but... Anyway. So he starts printing off the numbers, the orbit numbers, and if you can't already tell, this homie loves everything space. And he names his cat Fuzz Aldrin. Fuzz Aldrin. I think that's Loki kind of cute, though. Loki, I would love that. Fuzz I will say, Aldrin. though, later in the movie, when he talks about, like... It's very brief when he talks about, like, oh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but what, what... He was like, yeah, later in the movie, he's like, oh, I, I wanted to be an astronaut going up, but I guess he lists some, like, bully he had as a kid. He's like, but he said I was too fat to go to space. Mm-hmm. Kind of mean, but, I mean, he's, he's in space now. Yeah. Granted, under extenuating circumstances. Didn't you say, well, it doesn't matter because that pony's probably dead anyway? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got hit by space. Loser. So, he finds a newspaper about Brian and thinks that if no one will listen to him, then maybe he will. Goodbye. And I thought because Brian was just obtainable, but it's because he saw himself in Brian, because when Brian tried to tell people what happened at the moon, nobody believed him. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking, okay, if no one's going to believe me, maybe he will, because he knows what that feeling is like. So, Casey goes to the Goddard Telescope? Is that what that's called? Goddard, like, observatory, like, in LA? Yeah, isn't yeah. there a telescope? Yeah. Yeah! To, to meet with Brian, but he's met with a bunch of disappointed kids waiting, thinking he's the astronaut. And one of the kids is like, are you going to teach us about space or not? And just like, why does he sound like that? Like Loki. so sad. You know what I mean, though? That kid. Mm-hmm. So next we cut to Brian being woken up by a loud bang, and his landlord is saying that he has three months late rent. And I'm like, dude, I'm way too scared to not pay rent. Like... How could you be, like, three months behind? You know what I mean? hmm Oh, my goodness. So Brian checks the time, and he realizes that he's late, and he sneaks out the window and onto his motorcycle because he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. <laughs> we then cut to Casey, like, teaching the kids about the moon, but it's low-key kind of scaring the kids. And, because he was like, it's a mega structure. And I just realized that, like, because I thought maybe he was saying, like, actual shit I just didn't know about. But no, he was literally talking out of his ass there. It's like scaring the shit out of these kids and hurt the teacher. Whoop whoop. How would you feel if, some, if you were like a, in second grade and you went to like the science museum and some guy was like, the moon is a spaceship. What would you say? That thing is a killing machine. What would you even say? Uh, I'd be like, huh? Huh? <laughs> I like the moon. You won't when it slams on earth. <laughs> so Brian is like, hey, I'm here to talk. And Casey's like, Oh my god, dude, I made this discovery and we need to talk to NASA like right now and Brian's like, Well, NASA and I aren't really on speaking terms. And like, no offense to Brian. Or Brian's listening, sorry. I really hate that name. And I think like it's like nineteen fifty five. You know what I mean? Poor Brian. <laughs> anyway, I feel like our main character kinda looks more like a Luke. Mm-hmm. Do you think so? Luke Harper? 
Guys, let me name characters, okay? I can give you a name that fits your face so well. I can. I swear to God. I suppose. So anyway, Casey tells him that the moon is out of orbit, and Brian is, like, freaked out and tells that security guy to, like, escort him out the building, which I think is so sad, because, like, Casey was really banking on that he would, like, trust him, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so Casey is escorted, but before he's, he leaves, he, like, drops the papers that he had and tells Brian to read them. And as Brian starts to pick up the papers, his boss and the teachers look at him all pissed off. They're like... No words, just angry faces. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Big weird. Like, I get that Brian got fired, but, like, why does that make you instantly become, like, an asshole? You know? Like, an unreliable asshole. I, I feel like say. it's because, like, oh, because I, I assume he was the lead on that mission, mm-hmm. and so he's, like, been with NASA for years or whatever, mm-hmm. and they kind of just threw him under the bus for something yeah. that wasn't his fault. Because, like, it wasn't his fault that one guy died. I yeah. Mean, it wasn't... Like, I never got the vibe that they were blaming him for that, though. Yeah, I mean, but, like, oh, well, I mean, I assumed his death is the reason he, like, mm-hmm. got fired. I mean, if some, they, the ship just suffered some damage, it'd probably be chill. Well, not chill, but chiller than someone dying. I know, but I feel like since after watching Geostorm, I just feel like disaster movies need, like, an, um, an asshole so that he could be redeemable and everybody loves him because he's the savior. I guess. I don't know. I just really hate it. Uh, so, he gets home, and then, you know he gets home he sees and he has an eviction notice and he puts it in the eviction pile and grabs a beer to drown out his sorrows uh, so he turns on like no Brian oh, okay. like he turns on like angsty divorced dad music and he starts working on his car and he gets a phone call from Brenda which I'm assuming is his ex-wife go Brenda she tells him she's like to put on channel 16 and we see the news is like reporting some guy in like a speed chase and <laughs> like what's his name Brian he's like oh that looks like an asshole and he's like that asshole is your son and like Brenda set him up okay got him there so I'm like I, so watching this the first time I assume like this guy probably doesn't see his son all that much so how was so that his fault yeah literally so how was he supposed to know that that cause she was like that asshole is your son like he doesn't know he probably didn't see what his son drove bro he probably doesn't know mm-hmm. and she gave no indication she's just like just put on channel 16 no indication <laughs> Yeah. So, he watches as his son gets arrested on TV, and he decides to go into, like, his childlike room. Not Brian's childlike room. But, like, his son's room. Yeah. Yeah. And we know as the audience, he hasn't, like, the son hasn't been there in a long time because he still has his little, like, kid space sheets on. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I thought was really sad. Yeah. And... Then his dad picks up a snow globe, which he looks at in sadness. He's like, I miss my son. I know. That but you guys, Christian skipped this part, but, like, in the beginning, there was, like, Sonny as a little kid, and he had this snow globe. Because I guess the family was moving, but he had this snow globe. And I guess he looked up to his father, but after, like, he got fired, he was disappointed in him and, like, packed the snow globe away. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But you skipped that. Oh, well. So, in the next scene, we see Sonny, played by Charlie Plummer in handcuffs, about to get sentenced. The judge tells him that since he is 18, that he can be tried as an adult, and that because of his reckless nature of his actions, and the amount of illegal substances present at the time of the arrest... Present. uh, Guys, 
Honestly, if you guys have anything on you when you're time you get arrested, either eat it or shove that shit off the window. Let me try to shove an entire brick of cocaine down my throat. <laughs> like, uh, scooping it. Like. At that point, you throw that shit away. You start throwing, like, like honestly, like, flush it down the toilet. Flush it all down the toilet. Scooping it like protein powder, trying to, like, get rid of it all. Flush it all down the toilet. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that, by the way. Yeah, we don't endorse that. Yeah, drugs are bad. <laughs> So anyway, Brian tries to help his son by saying that the drugs were his friends and that Sonny just got scared and he didn't know what to do. And that's why he took off. Which is like, I don't know why he's doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, hire a lawyer. You know what I mean? Hire a lawyer, dude. I know. They had to get their stuff done to hire a lawyer. So the lawyer is like, hey, we can pay any amount of money for bail. And the judge is like, okay, that sounds like he's a flight risk to me. So I'm moving the bail date to next week. He said, sounds like a flight risk. <laughs> and Brian is like, no, this is a fear. It's and honestly, not fair, man. It's not fair. It's honestly like cruel and unusual punishment. It's honestly like, uh, 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 oh what God. the fuck, dude? Stop. We then see a commercial for Tom Lopez Lexus. Dude, what the fuck? Who was played by Michael Pina as he tells his customers that they are treated like family. So this is Brenda's new husband. Go, Brenda. Okay, this is Brenda's boo thing. And Brian tells him. So Brian is called. um, Brian is called Tom. He's called Tom. Mm -hmm. And he says, "Hey," or maybe it's Michael. Who's to say? Oh my god, I don't know, man. I think it's Tom. I think I might have wrote Michael this entire time. Go Tom. And his name is Tom. His name is Tom. I wrote down Michael the entire time. Tom. (laughs) Tom is short for Tom, I (laughs) think. Did you just I fart? No, I have the... Oh, <laughs> you cussed your water bottle. I was like, oh, did you fart, loser? <laughs> Why would you point that out? You're so mean. Why are you getting all defensive? Makes you think you did fart. <laughs> no, Brian's like, hey, your lawyer sucks. And then Tom's like, no, you suck. And Brando walks up and she's like, guys, chill. And Tom is like, no, this guy goes to outer space far away from us. And and Brando takes the phone because they're all on FaceTime and it looks really stupid, milky. Yeah. And he's like, why wasn't he at USC? Which I don't know what that is. Is that a college? I assume the University of Southern California. Oh, shit. Since I live in LA, right? Shut the fuck up. You shut up. And Brian tells her, well, he, he dropped after you gave him an apartment. And she tells him that Sonny doesn't call her anymore. And Brian's like, oh, yeah, welcome to the club. Which, like, so stupid. Woo! Then we cut to Casey going to see his mom at a retirement home. And we see her, um, him help her out. And she's like... Oh, I tell everyone that you work at NASA. And I said, honestly, say my mom be lying to hype me up how hard sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of wild. Oh, my God. Casey tells her about his discovery about how no one will listen to him. And she's like, well, make them. And he's like, how? But then she forgets who he is, which I thought was so sad. Yeah. Honestly, any, honestly, that was a good scene. It was good. It was well it was wholesome. Yeah, it was. I think. Uh, I, I, I honestly, out of all, out of all the shit show that we saw during this movie, guys, I'm so sorry. I have cotton mouth so bad. Yeah, it's okay. Her mouth a little dry. But anyway, I can pick up a little bit. So. Anyway, but um, not long after this, I'm moving on from this part. Uh, the whole oh my family, uh, I miss my family type beat. You know. Um, NASA has also discovered the anomaly. They yes. like they like looked mm-hmm. into it after Casey kind of like mm-hmm. lit them up in public. Um, Casey makes the announcement. 
to everyone. It cuts to Joe getting a phone call from her ex-husband. Yeah. His name's Doug, and he's like, I don't know. Is he, like, part of the Department of Defense? Mm. I don't know what he is. Who Who is it? Doug. Yeah, he's part of the Department of He's a general. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Anyway, he asks if what's happening with the moon is true, and she's like, yeah. The math checks out, and he's like, The math okay. is mathing right now. He said, what about her son? And she's like, what about him? Well, you would know if you see him. And I find what she said to be really unfair since, you know, she's also working full time and also has a high demanding job. Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of rubbing it in her husband's face because it seems like she has full custody. Like, really shitty. Yeah, I thought that I don't like this movie's whole, like, oh yeah, fuck, like, dads, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you have Brian and Uh I have this guy and it's just like, oh... Uh, you know if you ever saw your son, you know, and yeah. I'm just like, bro, they're astronauts <laughs> in space. Literally. Okay. I mean, it's not like they don't call. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're just like, come on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's okay. So next we cut to Brian trying to reason with the judge, and he tells them that uh, he can use his car as collateral to get his son out of prison. The judge is like, are you trying to bribe me? And the judge tells him that the court is closed, and Brian is like, okay, well, when will they reopen? In, on Monday? And the judge tells him, like, probably not, and that he's trying to leave before the traffic gets bad, because, you know, California. California. So I thought that line was, like, maybe California traffic, but it seems like everybody had a really sense of urgency behind them, and that maybe, like, they were running away. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... That's when Brian gets the news that the moon is out of orbit and, like, people are literally freaking out. Mm-hmm. So how do you think people would really react? Because, honestly, I don't think anyone would honestly give a fuck. Yeah. Um, I think people would just walk around and go back to their normal lives. They'd be like, okay. Perhaps. Um, I don't know. I feel like most people would probably just go because, you know, they still got bills to pay. Which, yeah. which sucks, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it's just like, oh... Why do I have to work my 9-to-5 job if the world's gonna blow up? Yeah, literally. I'd like, just stay home. Like, what's the point? Yeah, honestly. I don't get it. It's just like, why are we still here? Yeah, literally. Anyway. But, um... So, Brian, like everyone else, watches NASA give a statement, and they tell people not to panic. After that, Joe's, So like, naturally, boss, everybody panics. Literally, bro. So Joe's boss and her walk away from the journalist, and Joe tells her boss that he lied to everyone, and he says, get in line, sister. Everyone is corrupt in the government. Who and you thought? work for me, as he twists his evil villain mustache. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so Joe tells him that she works for the American people, and that it's wrong to keep them in the dark, which I'm like, ugh, I roll. <laughs> I roll. I know, because she's so, like, acting, bro. She's so like acting. She's so like <laughs> acting, bro. So we next get to Tom and his family, uh, watching Casey on the news speak his truth. There are several like oh acting moments in this movie, Dude, by the way. Uh, when the phone rings and it's just Brenda telling him that the West Coast has just stopped and she's stuck in traffic. The West Coast exploded. So Tom tells Brenda that they should get out of town. And she's like, I'm not leaving my son. And Tom is like, we're not going to leave him. And then as soon as his bill closes, we'll get him out to Colorado, by the way, with them. And Brenda's like, no. Also, how many times do you think Colorado was said? And why is everybody going to fucking Colorado? What's in Colorado? Colorado. Anyway, I I get why Brenda is upset, and I I really do. But at the same time, she has other children, and she's not going to going to save Sonny and, and like she can't get him out even if she tried so I just think that she needs to realize 
that her back is against the wall and she needs to just save her younger girls while she can. My goyles. Her goyles. What do you think? My goyles. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> you okay? Uh, audience, someone just drew, like, drove past our house uh, with their speakers uh, as loud as possible. Did you lock the door? Yeah, I locked the door. Okay. But they, they were just playing uh, Cash In, Cash Out by uh, uh, Pharrell Williams. Oh my fucking god. Well, I mean, that part was 21 Savage, but it was the, whoever song it actually is. Chris is a gun cool, guys. Yeah. We're actually pretty cool in Eastern Europe right now. Shut the fuck up. I'll have you know. We got a report back from Apple Podcasts, by the way, everybody. Uh, super great. What you send it to me on? Just my Twitter? I sent it to you through your text message. Oh, okay. Anyway, but uh, Sarah sent me our report. Yeah, your podcast, Puff Puff Pass, has good performance in Apple Podcast rankings last thir- the last 30 days. We are position 16 in the category film reviews in, in Ukraine. And we are positioned on 115 in the category TV and film, also from Ukraine. So, uh, you know, Slava Ukraini and um, defeat the invader. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We stand with you, bitches. We stand with Ukraine. Oh, anyway. Anyway. Do you need to cut that? No. Why, why would you cut that? Shameless plug. I just feel like that's really mean. Sahara, we are top 15 in the country of Ukraine. We are, we are like big... Look at me. Big business. Okay. I wonder if that's in like all or just like English speaking. I don't know, Christian. I really don't. I'm sorry. That's... But it's film review, Christian. How many people do you think look up film reviews? A few, probably. <laughs> Enough to put us at number 16. <laughs> Woo! We are big business. I know. I would like to see you like So Tom tells her that she needs to think about her other children, and I said, thank you. Womp womp. he tells her that they will get Sunny where he can while he tells his children to go pack for Colorado. Next, we see the space team about to be sent to the moon. While they go to the moon, we see different news from around the world telling us the world has gone to shit because everyone is panicking. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, people make a religion out of that. <laughs> okay. And no, it's true. Like, this one guy is telling people that the stars are from the he- heavens and they're falling on us and we should stay awake for it. That's what he says. I think that's just more like, what's it called, foreboding? <laughs> So while this is going on, Brian is working on his car because you know cool that. Cool <laughs> we, guy. Yeah, literally. We hear the newscasters say that prominent scientists are now exploring the possibility that perhaps the moon could be some sort of or- orbital megastructure, a term first popularized by the fringe astronomers. Uh-huh. M- megastructures describe artificial planet-sized objects said to powered by captured stars. This once radical possibility is now gaining traction among a scientific community desperate for an- answers. Desperate for answers. Do you think, do, do you really think anyone believe that? No. <laughs> I feel like, what the fuck are you on? Well, what are you on? Which is like, honestly, how this movie goes, what the fuck were they on? <laughs> we then cut back to the uh, Goddard Space Telescope thing in California, where we see that California 
it's just gone. Like, little fires are, like, kind of everywhere. We see helicopters, and we hear sirens, and it's just not looking good. Mm-hmm. We see that someone is going through paperwork inside the museum part of the telescope thing, and we think it, uh, and I think it is a security guard, and I only say that because it looks like my papa's uniform and he works in security. <laughs> so the guard tells whoever it is over there to come out with their hands up, and it's just Brian looking for the papers that Casey gave him, and the guard tells him that he's lucky for him because no garbage came by this week. <laughs> so we can see the moon, and it looks super closer than ever before, and I think it's honestly kind of pretty. Mm-hmm. I think it's really gorgeous. I think the film is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of pretty to look at some things. It is. Especially when the moon is, like, orbiting around. Wow, look at that giant death ball as it also, flies over you. Uh, yeah, why did I feel like it was flying over faster, like, towards the end? They're like, it's coming back around. Like, wouldn't that still take hours? I mean, it's still, like, going pretty fast. But would it be going that fast to the point where you see it, like, 20 minutes later? Probably. That's crazy. Things go pretty, like, very fast in space. Mm -hmm. Like, like, absurdly fast. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I had it pulled up earlier. Because you asked earlier. Did I? We've talked about this earlier. Does the space shuttle go... I looked up, like, how fast the spin... <laughs> I spelled it space shittle. <laughs> okay. Okay. Things that did not happen. Look at it. Space shittle. That's what I, I thought. Did I did not do it on purpose. <laughs> anyway, but if you also looked at my phone and I showed you that, um, it travels at about 17,500 miles per hour. Oh, I can't even comprehend that. To, to, to stay in orbit. That's how fast it has to go. Oh, that's crazy. Mmm. Can we even go that fast or will our skin fly off? <laughs> Space is cool. Terrifying, but cool. They said. I think it's crazy that, like, we live in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're such, like, intelligent beings, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we're aware. We're, we're able to question our awareness, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Human hey. beings in a mob. Oh, my God. So, while Brian continues to search for the papers, the guard, like, finds it with, like, ten seconds. He's like, is this it? Is this it? <laughs> Next, we've seen Brian check out Casey's, like, dude bro website, and he's telling people that there's a huge problem that they should talk about how to fix it at some hotel, where it is very important to note that they will have bagels. And I would have just gone for the bagels. I love bagels. I know you love bagels. Dude, we should go to uh, Panera to get some. We, no, okay. Glad you said that, because if we go... There's the Chipotle right next to it, and I said next time we go Panera, because I have never been to Chipotle. We're going to the Chipotle instead, so. Chris is like no, because I don't have any money. <laughs> so the next scene we see space shuttles full of astronauts that we saw earlier, and they make their way to the hole in the moon, and it's honestly just like a retina. Like that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. They release a probe into the hole, and I guess to see how far it goes. But then we cut to Brian being at the meeting, and it's just a few people that uh you think would care a little too much about space yeah and casey is like nasa is not listening and brian steps in and everyone's like wow wow so casey and have talk and he's like you knew this was happening how and uh casey tells him that he has been studying megastructures for years and it's exciting that the moon is one and he explains that a megastructure is always has a little tiny power inside, but it sometimes must, or something must have hit it, the moon causing it to go off course. Mm-hmm. Brian calls him crazy, and Casey is like, why did you come here if you don't believe me? Which is valid, because Brian is such an asshole. Like, Brian uh, tells him he knows what it's like for people to, like, 
tell people something and have them not believe you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just think that's so sad. Poor guy. You know. So next we come back to NASA and we see how deep the hole literally is. And somehow the probe they sent is some it's like it's like bouncing back up to them as at a really fast rate and the moon is orbiting is shifting again. Mm-hmm. And Joe thinks the moon may be correcting itself. Then we see like Oh my god! It just hit me. What just hit you? Okay, so you know how Joe says, I was like, why does she keep saying that the moon is correcting itself when it's obviously not? When the thing lets go of the power core, mm-hmm. the the moon is able to like go back to its natural, it's starting to go back to its natural state. Perhaps. That just now hit me. <laughs> did you, did you think that the whole time? No, I, I was not thinking during this movie. That's true. I was thinking about the best ways to get out of this, or I'm kidding. No. <laughs> uh, so then we see like these lead arms come out of this like hole in the moon, while the uh, the crew they got sent out then start to experience like malfunctioning, which is like scary. And also they keep saying Houston, do you copy? But like at first I thought maybe they couldn't hear them, but we never get that like indication that they lost the connection. Mm-hmm. So it's just I don't know. I think the editing's really weird in that one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Also, I hate the cuts back and forth. Like, like especially like in the middle of the action, you're like, why? Why? You know what I mean? Especially towards the last act of the movie. Yeah, there were like towards the end there. There were some scenes like that were in there, and I was like, you could have edited this out. Literally. Like it, this scene provides nothing to the film. Literally, like absolutely nothing. And not even like a, the I don't think it did. Mm-hmm. It's the it didn't. Like it, it's such a quick scene, mm-hmm. and then it cuts the the main action or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not even like a like oh I hope they're gonna be okay. It's it's someone like someone is looking for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. And then we go back to the whatever. And then it cuts to the scene of them still looking, not finding it. And then mm-hmm. it, we cut back to whatever. I'm like, okay, why are we still there? Like, Literally. They didn't find it. They, they're they still just looking. It's just a shot of them Literally. searching for something. Anyway, go on. So everyone sees the lead tentacle thing to the point that everyone is stunned. And the lead tentacle makes, like... To me, it looks like a star. And it attacks the space shuttle. And everyone on board puts their helmets on. But then the lead tentacle just attacks the crew like a fucking face hugger thing. And like honestly, not where I thought this movie was going. You know what I mean? Very weird. I was just like, wait, what? You know what I mean? I think that was like, because I thought this movie was going to be like, okay, I thought a meteor hit the moon and then the moon's out of orbit and that in itself mm-hmm. is like, okay, well, how can we uh, blow up the moon so we can be safe? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That's where I thought it was going. Yeah. So we lose our crew members, and Joe is like, uh, what just happened? So the next scene, uh, we see a very high tide as the water starts to go as far as inland as oceanly possible. And we see the water start entering into the hotel as a man smokes in the lobby watching the news about flooding due to the orbit shift. And we overhear on the radio that the governor has ordered a mass evacuation of the entire west coast as our homie in the lobby looks a little worried about his situation. Poor guy. I know. The lady on the news says that everyone is encouraged to move to higher ground as the homie is trying to figure out how to do uh, just that as he watches the water get higher and higher. Mm-hmm. The next scene, we see Casey and Brian talking in a diner, but they're the only ones there as the power goes out due to the flood. And I didn't know. I thought they went to a different location. I didn't know it was connected to the hotel. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like that was a lot of, like, miscommunication from, like, 
the movie to the audience. There's a, there's a lot going on. I don't like any of it. I know. I just like, I'm not understanding what you're trying to tell me here. But anyway, the guy uh, from the lobby warns them about the tide, and Brian's like, we gotta go. And everyone's like, everyone that is there in the hotel is looking at all the water heading towards them. We gots to go. You know, and Brian watches a huge wave heading towards them. And it's like, okay, everyone upstairs. But Casey is just standing there. Menacingly. Do you know what I mean? He just stood there while the water rushed him. Yeah, and then I he's don't like, really get it. I know, and he's like, I can't swim. Yeah. And I'm just like... Might want to get out of the water. Though. I know. So Brian saves him. And that whole debacle was just to show that Brian's still a good man at heart and knows how to do the right thing. And I really hate that they chose to sacrifice Casey, like, smarts, <laughs> so that Brian could be seen as a good guy. This is later, nerd. Yeah, literally. Dude, honestly, Casey's the biggest sacrificial lamb I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Piss me off. Really? Also, I looked it up. He's, uh, Doug is the Air Force chief, chief of Staff. Oh, shit. That sounds expensive. That sounds expensive. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we cut back to NASA, and Joe and her boss are talking about the tentacle that shot out of the moon, and they describe it as some kind of self-aware, self-replicating singularity, and one of the assistants is like, so it's a machine, and Joe's like, no, this is intelligent. It's everything we feared about AI. And I wrote down, this is where I checked out of the movie. (laughs) I wrote that down. I said, this movie is so goddamn stupid, to the point it's pissing me off. (laughs) That's what I said. You're funny. I think. Oh my god. So Joe concludes that the tentacle knew they were coming and was drawn to us because of the probe thing that they sent down in its hole. And Joe was like, we are not prepared for whatever this is. And Joe sees her boss making a phone call and he tells us funny. He's like, honey, get the fuck out of there now. Mom, get the camera. Joe was like, what are you doing? And he's like, we are not equipped for this. And she's like, we need to beat this, whatever this is. And her boss tells you're her You're going to beat the moon. <laughs> her boss is like, you've been gunning for my job, but tonight it's yours. And Joe is like, what do you know then that we don't? And he tells her that if she wants to go down a rabbit hole, that she's more than welcome to. As he gives her this badge for clearance and tells her to go talk to Holdenfield. Mm-hmm. So next we cut to Holdenfield, playing with his trinkets. And he's played by Donald Sutherland, and he watches Joe on the security cameras asking for NASA records on anything to do with the ST6136A. And Holden watches impressive, but his handgun is on standby. I was very confused by that. Like, what? Was he gonna shoot her? You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll never see the gun again. That's true. I was like, okay, what was that? He's got the gun. I feel like I need to do as editing Sahara. Remember to research this movie more, because I need to know why some mm-hmm. things are there and some things are not. Yeah, I think it's just like sometimes in the movie you kind of just gotta ignore things, you know. <laughs> like I understand, I, I understand that everything. It's like why make us focus on it if you're not gonna mention it? You I know think, what I mean? I think the terms like oh things only show up on screen for a reason mm-hmm. only apply to good movies. <laughs> I don't think this is a good movie. I guess. Why make it so expensive if you're not going to make it a good movie? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just annoying. So we see Joey going through boxes and finds a USB where she plugs into the nearest computer and she sees space footage of the thing that is on the moon right now. Mm-hmm. Holdenfield stops her and tells her it's top secret and she says that's why 
that wine is NASA hiding this and he tells her that in school kids are taught that the Apollo 11 lost contact with the mission control for two minutes but that's not true in reality mission control cut their feet because they found something strange pulsating lights emanating from beneath the moon's crust and he tells her that it was his job to cover that up Uh And he said that everyone played ball except for uh, Brian Harper and that everyone called him crazy. So Joe was like, okay, let me get this straight. You're telling me this is the biggest cover-up in human history. And I thought to myself that Halle Berry kind of looks like a Jackson. Like, I feel like she could be related. (laughs) Oh, like like Michael Jackson? Mm -hmm. Oh. She looks like a Jackson. I guess. Meh. Okay, Christian. Meh. Holdenfield laughs and says, yeah... Uh, she is like you she oh no 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 he says yeah and she's like you have blood on your hands and Holden feels like well anyone who follows orders pretty much always does and I said I'm so tired of this movie it's so cliche and not friendly either he says that whatever is out there it's technology is light years ahead of ours and compared to them it's like we're in the stone age he tells her that the only thing that might have stopped it was maybe Zulu X-Ray 7, but it was sadly shut down due to budget cuts. ZX7. Yeah, that's what I said. Anyway, I said, something that could potentially hurt us, like, why would the government be like, no, let's ignore all that. You know I want to pretend I didn't see that. <laughs> it's literally what they do, bro. I love the government. Oh my god. <laughs> Joe tells Luke them- looks at the camera in our room. I love the government. <laughs> <laughs> Joe tells them that their time on this earth is coming to an end. He's like, sorry, can't help him. He swivels away. He's been in a swivel chair this whole time, guys. So. I'll never guess who invented the swivel chair. Who? Do you want to guess? Yeah. Thomas Jefferson. Actually? Hmm. You know, when when he wasn't doing other things, like being a hypocrite, he had time to invent the swivel chair. That's crazy. He did not want to keep, like... All men are free, not those. Remember that one, like, um colonial show you tried to get me to watch colonial show yeah like where the founding fathers were getting ready to find the father <laughs> oh the show about ben franklin yeah i think that was it oh that was kind of did just... they show him, him being like a oh, actually, no it wasn't ben franklin it was um it was um john adams dude when i was younger i thought benjamin franklin was our president that's why he's on the hunted that's why i was like you keep it pushing <laughs> i literally looked at I would look at the president list and I'd be like, where the fuck is Benjamin Franklin? I know he's in there. Because I thought all our uh, bills had to be presidents on there. Are you laughing at me? <laughs> Do you think that's stupid? No. Okay. Did you think that? No. <laughs> okay. I was well versed in terms of uh, coinage. I'll have you know. <laughs> I was not. So, California is practically underwater as Brian tries to make a phone call, but no calls are obviously going through. Well, at least California's not on fire, I guess. Literally. So, Casey asks him what's wrong, and Brian explains that he can't reach his son. So, then we cut to Joe talking to the Department of Defense. My son! That's my boy! Honestly, same energy. And they all act like Joe is crazy because the guy is like, oh, are you sure your only suggestion is to go up there? And, oh. Oh. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> what? I lost my chin on That's okay, it happens. I know. So she tells the group that uh, she has a theory that it will be able to send the moon back to its original orbit. And her ex-husband is like, okay, well, how do we exactly do that? And she tells him that she's working on a solution. And the head guy is like, thanks, NASA, but now this is a military solution. 
And honestly, why does every movie have a military like head or whatever that just seems like trigger happy? Just Especially because. in time like these. Like, is that a true thing? Like, we never have like a general that's like, oh, maybe peace is the answer. Perhaps. But we don't. But see no. It. <laughs> what makes you like a general? You know what I mean. That activated my fight or flight response, and <laughs> I am a flightless bird. <laughs> Where is that from? Uh, it was a. Uh, is it from Surf's Up? I don't know, hold on. <laughs> and I am a flightless bird origin. <laughs> I think it's just, uh... It has the same energy as that guy at the bar that is like, Oh, some I'm about to fuck, and after I drink this milk, and I have just finished drinking my milk. Is that what he said? Do you something know what like I mean? that. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm here to I'm here to do so, uh, to do something and drink milk. I'm on a, I think it's just a YouTube video that came out like, because uh, I looked up Origin. Top result is just something. So. Mm. Also, I I also wrote down. I just say how unrealistic that no one would be a team player. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't know. It seems like everyone was like kind of just willing to let the moon crash into the earth and I, I mean valid but I mean like it's like oh we only see the US's perspective like how are other like nations like handling this you know and now we tune into Madagascar where we see the moon also crashing into the earth <laughs> I don't know they just made it seem like it was a very like western thing yeah so they leave Joe on zoom and she's like Doug Doug wait cause he, cause he was gonna leave too and she's like, you can't send nukes to the moon because if you do the fall, it will be like c- catastrophic for ev- everybody. Why? Honestly, why? Why is their first thought to nuke the moon? Let's figure it out. <laughs> it, w- it worked in every other space object movie, like when there's an asteroid or something. Yeah. Every other time. I just feel like that's really stupid. Let's nuke the moon. It sounds like it sounds like a, a plot from Despicable Me. Oh, kill my moon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's steal the moon. Like it sounds ridiculous. So anyway, he says that they're not gonna nuke it and that that they have a plan. And she's like, I can make my plan safer for everybody. And Doug is like, why don't you and Jimmy come up with me to Colorado? And like, every single character just wants to go there. Take a trip to a place in Colorado. So she's like, I just can't quit. And he's like, I'm just asking you to think about our son. And she's like, I am thinking about our son. And I was like, ooh, feminist commentary. Like, I get it because she's having to save the world and also her son because, you know, he, like, lives there. Mm-hmm. And not just go back to the feminine role her husband wants her to play as, like, a wife and doting to him. You know what I mean? Who's to say? Oh, my God. <laughs> so we cut back to Casey and Brian bonding after Brian tries to reach Sunny. He explains that he's in jail, but because he just made a few mistakes because he's still a good kid. And I said, I feel like he's referring to himself. It's just a mistake, I promise. So Casey talks about his family and his daddy issues, and that gets Brian started on his daddy issues that result in how he sees himself as a bad father, and yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. Like, I get it, and this part is boring, and I don't really care. Boring! So Casey predicts that Brian saw alien tech out on his last uh, mission, and he says yes, but NASA told him all he saw was a meteor, but no one believed him. And then we cut to Joe's house, and her nanny walks into the kitchen, seeing Joe watch the news with worry. She asks her if she's sure that she'll. Uh, Michelle asks if, if, asks Joe if she's sure that she'll be let into the bunker, and Joe's like, "Yeah, I got it taken care of." And her son asked if they're all gonna die, and Joe's like, "No, of course not." And he asks if he's sending any more shuttles to the moon. 
He was not. Short answer. I know, she said no. Also, how could you run out of shuttles? What? Like, I mean, there's a finite number. I'm just like, how do you run out? Because she said all the rest are in museums. I mean, they kind of... Well, we were... Well, IRL, we retired the space shuttle, like, a few... Like, several years ago. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like, we retired the space shuttle a while ago. Well, that's crazy. But anyway, I said, why would a kid ask his mom if they were going to die or if she's sending any more shuttles to the moon? Because I don't think a kid would talk like that. And another thing, I didn't... I could care less as a kid what my parents did. I had no idea what they did up until very recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and by recently, I mean, like, probably, like, 17, 18. I was like, oh, oh, that's what you do? Oh. <laughs> so she tells him no because she doesn't have any more, but because they're all in a museum. Which sparks an idea. So Joe calls her ex-husband and asks what the ZX-7 is. And he tells her it's a prototype EMP device, but the program was disbanded. And Joe is like, okay, well, the well. thing in the moon is technological, and maybe it assumed that an EMP would take it out. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And Joe's like, how far along were they with the testing? And he tells her that NASA is not clear for another mission. And she's like, you let me handle that. We then cut to the military flying around, and I'm guessing looking for survivors. And they wake up Brian, and they're like, hey, you need to come with us. And Brian's like, okay, but I'm not going anywhere without Casey. And Casey is like, we're a team. Yeah, so how this plays out, this scene. Is that a gay joke? Is what? Is what? When they the team wakes them up, Casey and Brian yeah. are sharing. That that was a gay joke. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Because oh, it kind of came off as that. I I think I don't think. They I think that's I, really terrible. I don't think this movie has the balls to tread that water. So. I think it kind of did though, because like, they were both getting dressed, and Brian's like, because they were the woman came in with the gun, and she's like, or the flashlight or whatever. She's like, you need to come with us, and Brian's like, fine, I'll come, but like, uh, Casey comes with me, and then I think he says we're partners. We're partners. This is what he says, and the lady looks at him like this. She's like, she looks at them like this. I know, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So next we see Casey and Brian, Brian sitting in an interrogation room, but more like a lifeless, uh, more like a makeshift like interrogation room, not like the Law and Order kind. Yeah. Yeah, so Brian then asks Casey why he pops pills so often. So Casey's been doing that. He has this little box, his little tent that he keeps his pills in. And I don't think it really explains it, but I think Casey pops pills because for anxiety. They're different colors. They're they're different colors, so I don't know if it's like a drug thing. Yeah. Or like he's doing that because it makes him feel better or more like they're prescribed to him. Yeah. I don't know. It's poorly explained, and I felt like that information was not needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I don't know. A lot of this movie is just like, oh, here's, like, uh, a bunch of information vomit, you know? Mm. And then it's just like, moving on. (laughs) So, after all that, they get startled by Joe, uh, who greets them, and Brian is, like, getting pissed at them. They're like, oh, yo, 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 what's up? What's good, man? Anyway, but, like... We can see why Brian's mad or whatever because of everything that's happened, but at the same time, like, yeah, it wasn't, like, her fault for, mm-hmm. like, saying what she did that got him fired, you mm-hmm. know? It was, like... Yeah, like, they manipulated her. They are like, oh, do you want the, do you want his job? And, like, fuck yeah. You know? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, like I said, we understand why, you know, mm-hmm. she said what she said or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. So, she shows them the footage of, like, what 
has been going on with the moon. Mm-hmm. She explains like, oh, well, the moon is correcting itself, and whatever that tentacle thing was, like, mm-hmm. uh, I think they called it the swarm in the movie. Yeah, it started and why it started attacking them, or how it started attacking them. Anyway, Casey is like, uh, see guys, I told you there was something attacking the core of the megastructure of mm-hmm. the moon. Because, you know, his theory is that the moon isn't a moon, it's this big structure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, it's built by aliens or whatever, and uh, they're trying to like make first contact or whatever. And um, you put in your notes that, like, oh, you think uh, Casey's a little crazy. Why? I mean, obviously, he's, like, this weird conspiracy dude. But he was right, so, I mean, like... I guess. Is he really crazy? Yeah, but, like, the thing is, when we find out that he's right, it's more like, what the fuck? Like, that's the feeling that you're getting. Mm -hmm. You're like... And then it just keeps getting more what the fuck, and you're just like, I mean, I guess. I guess. Yeah, very weird. He kind of keeps going, but it is what it is. So, Joe tells him that she wants to attack this tentacle thing, whatever, but as we've kind of figured out, it attacks like things that run on electricity or whatever, like you can sense it. Mm-hmm. And so, Brian, that's why you're here. And when Brian goes back and forth, and he's like, oh, should I, like, help you or whatever? And Joe, and that, whatever, he's like, well, you see, I got a lot going on, but at the same time, don't want the moon ending all that, so mm-hmm. he kind of, he, he eventually goes goes with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh so he tells her like oh if you need this he's gonna need something in return and so we cut to Joe and Brian and there's like a bunch of guards walking into like this museum which why are they looting a museum yeah like there's nothing in there you I need I know what, what do you need in there to take anyway so Joe tells Brian that Sonny is gonna meet them at uh, Van, Vandenberg mm-hmm. so I guess the deal was to get Sonny out of jail yeah mm-hmm. anyway I actually have that in my notes too I'll have you know uh to say I never put enough in there. So after that, uh, we see a spatial museum. It's been graffitied, and <laughs> someone wrote. F- uh, also, in my notes, someone wrote "fuck the moon" on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do yeah. you see my question on there? That that would happen. Uh, yeah, you said uh, this. Well, you get. Um, oh, I said. Yeah, yeah. You said this is movie PG thirteen. Yes. So the, it is. The movie is P- PG thirteen. I looked it up, and well, so I, you I know how like PG thirteen. Yeah, but you know how PG-13 movies, you can have one, like, fuck in your movie? You can have more. It's just, like, It's one. You have to say one. You get one fuck. You have to say one. Yeah. You only get one fuck. That's it. Yeah, I guess so. Who's to say? Did did that count? I don't think it counts. I think it has to be spoken. (laughs) That's funny. And I thought they weren't going to pay attention to it, but then they did. They're like, oh, well, so sad. Bye, Rocco. Anyway, so they get the space shuttle. Uh, we cut to these uh, two guys stopping for gas or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the, like one of the guys steals cash or whatever and yeah. alcohol from the place or whatever. He tells his friend. Oh, should you said or whatever, <laughs> like sentences or whatever. Yeah, he sh- he <laughs> I'm keeping his, a counter. I swear to God. Shows his friend. Oh, we're we're keeping two counters now. Oh, one I for forgot. all the shitty science. Oh yeah, we only have one so far. Ooh, and it's like yeah. Hey, look at what I stole. Whatever. And they get in the truck or whatever, and the speaker's like, stay off the streets and stay indoors, and there's like this tank or whatever, pushing the, this fucking yacht out of the way. Or tank, tanker truck, sorry. Yeah, 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 I, no, I, you're good. I, I don't know why it's a tank. It's, it's like a tanker, like oil truck, whatever, mm-hmm. semi-truck, whatever, who cares. <laughs> um, anyway, and we think they're gonna get crushed or whatever, but, whatever, but they're like, uh, we find out that the truck is like pulling the space shuttle mm-hmm. or whatever, you know? So, mm-hmm. so it's, it is what it is. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> so we cut to breaking news and everything. 
or whatever. <laughs> and the anchors tell us that the leaders from around the world are struggling for answers. So Except for the United States. We got everything down to a science, bruh. Mm-hmm. We got this. This <laughs> after this, it's pronounced soccer. What? Yeah. Um, and there's like new images suggesting that NASA might have plans for a new lunar mission. And we see like the space shuttle on top of the plane. So, yes, that is possible. Okay. And it's a thing mm-hmm. that the space shuttle can go on top of a plane. Yeah. Because although it can fly, mm-hmm. it's not very practical. Okay. So it can be carried. So, uh, like what we said earlier, there were a bunch of like earthquakes happening because the moon's getting closer and like messing up with our tectonics and tides and mm-hmm. stuff. But, uh, uh, sorry, one of the tech guys from NASA or whatever, he's watching the news, he makes comments, he's like, oh, it's weird, that, but, like, the moon shouldn't have enough gravity to control tectonics and whatnot. Casey's like, you guys are so stupid. We're dealing with a mega structure. Your stupid science rules don't apply anymore. <laughs> okay. Which very, like... Stupid. You're not, you're, you're not a rocket scientist, so who cares? Literally! Anyway, and, uh... And you, you put in your notes here, you don't know what a megastructure is. Why? I just felt like they were explaining it too much, and I felt like I was getting two conflicting things. I was like, okay, I know what mega, and I know what structure means. You're funny. <laughs> you're funny when you don't know things. Thank you. I'm kidding, though. You're hot. <laughs> uh, so Casey's he's again telling them what a megastructure is, and he's like, oh, it can move through space without an exhaust system. And they're like, so the moon is an engine? Oh, well. <laughs> so, uh... What? No, I'm just looking. Oh, you're just... Am I attractive? Yeah. You're just keeping your eye on me? Okay, you're all right. Chill. <laughs> Give him the smolder. So we see Doug and whatever. He's bringing in this EMP or whatever, the mm-hmm. colonels, telling him, like, oh, we'll accompany you, but you need to familiarize yourself with the process of, like, how to do... Like, set this off. Yeah. In case you need to do it on your own. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, Doug says, oh, the bomb's uh, security and authentication systems have been removed. Meaning straight up, like, oh, if you need to, like, just set it off, you, you can just hit remote trigger two clicks push down on fire and go for it yeah and uh yeah I would forget all that I know I was like you guys made that too complicated give me a big red button yeah and like the little like plastic cover over it why do I have to do it twice is there a fuse I can light yeah literally (laughs) a literal fuse pushes down on the plunger (laughs) fire anyway uh Doug uh and Doug tells them all the stuff about the bomb, whatever. Uh, so Sonny joins them, whatever. And he jokes, like, oh, I'm hungry, you know, mm-hmm. for t- whatever. It's very awkward. Like, they're trying to joke, but it's obviously, like, forced humor for the audience. Oh, yeah. I don't like it. It's really, like, mm-hmm. bad. Very bad. And it was around this time that we, like, started watching the movie together. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we did, because I could not have made it on my own. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no way. There is no way. Because I remember, like, I was typing it up during my one of my shifts, and I was just like, huh. Huh. Just get through it, Sahara. Just get through so it. So I was like, <laughs> I don't like this. Anyway, so we see what the plan is, or whatever, and they're going to take off when the moon's closest to Earth, but with that means, like, they're going to be dealing with a lot of unpredictable, like, gravitational stuff mm-hmm. and whatnot, you know. You know how it is. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they're like, okay, so navigation's gonna be crucial, and we're gonna need somebody to, like, help us out. But Brian's like, thankfully our friends at SpaceX will help us, and Casey's like, what would we do without Elon? I know, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) You're weird. I think that, I hate lines that are supposed to be, like, played for laughs, but, like, 
They aged terribly. Yeah, eight. Mm, that eight that <laughs> They're like, what could Elon do, must do that's bad in one year? Rip Twitter. <laughs> so Brian continues to plan, and there's like, oh, we're going to have to turn off all the electricity so we don't, like, get murdered. Mm-hmm. And we somehow got to get into the moon. Mm-hmm. Into the moon. You heard that, by the way. And blow, and blow it up or something. Or activate the MP, I guess. It is what it is. Well, I, I think, are they going to try to kill the thing that's in there? Oh, yeah. They're also going to try and kill that, but I think the main issue is just getting there right now. Yeah. Because it, it, it... But... So, Sonny and Brian reunite, and the sun's like, uh, the moon? Space? NASA? And, like... Come on. <laughs> Are you out on the loop that bad? You haven't noticed the moon is, like, a hundred times larger? Come on, man. That, that would have been my thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That would have been my thought. Sonny's worried or whatever, obviously. I mean, I think at this point the whole planet's kind of worried, mm-hmm. but it is, like, getting kind of crazy. After yeah. all, there is the moon, like, going to crash into us. Mm-hmm. And Brian's like, I want you to have a world to grow up in, and I want you to be better than I am, and, like, super dramatic. And we're just like, fast forward. Literally. So we cut to Doug. He's on a flight, we assume, towards Colorado, and he's talking to Jimmy, with his son by the way mm-hmm. um, from earlier if you remember he had the nanny and he's like oh hey son do you miss me and Jimmy's like yeah cause like, you're my dad <laughs> whatever and he's like is your mom around and uh, Jimmy hands the phone to Joe which mm-hmm. is you know his mom uh, Doug's like yeah so um, I held up my end of the bargain but I went uh, you and Jimmy in Colorado which they're going to this bunker right mm-hmm. I interpret it to be like the NORAD bunker in Colorado. Oh, you know, the different bunkers? Well, like, NORAD, it's, like... It's, like, where, like, the president and, like, the entire, like, U.S. Not no, this is a different bunker. Uh, well, I figured NORAD... Well, NORAD bunkers were, like, North American aerospace... Defa- it, it, it's, like, where, like, all, like, the super high-level people would go in the event of, like, an attack or something. Mm-hmm. But, well, I guess... Uh, Joe's like, oh, uh, me and Jimmy are gonna get airlifted, airlifted out of here as soon as the shuttle launches. And Joe's, uh, not, and he's like, Joe, if anyone finds out what I did, like with the EMP or whatever, and she's like, oh, don't worry, it's not gonna be a problem. Just make sure like they don't nuke the moon. <laughs> wink, 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 nudge, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the audience. And right after that, like, a huge earthquake happens, and it's, like, the concrete is, like, cracking, whatever, mm. and the space shuttle, like, starts to rock, but and whatever. Mm. It's not looking good. And they're like, okay, yeah, we should probably, like, start taking off soon, you know? Mm-hmm. So, they're taking shelter. Casey looks at, like, the monitor and sees the projection, so the moon is off, because earthquake. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, hey, NASA, if this is the current projected lunar orbit, and the guys are like, oh, well, yeah, and Casey's like, well, I think it's off because you guys didn't include for the fact that the moon is bigger than it is, you mm-hmm. know, or heavier, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Casey's like, well, the reason for the earthquakes and stuff is because of that, and it's getting closer, so mm-hmm. it's gonna, like, mess with earthquakes and floods and whatnot. So after that, we see Joe and Brian at the end of the shuttle. Mm-hmm. And like as I was saying they run into other problems because of that like for instance the coolant is not working or yeah. whatever so and they don't want to explode in flight which is, yeah. wouldn't be good and mechanic's like hey this is not gonna work and Brian's like okay well what do we gotta do and mechanic's like well we need someone to like rebuild the entire shuttle or whatever not literally but you know mm-hmm. like go through and fix everything oh my gosh and that would've that would've pissed me off I'm like we do not have the time for this I know 
know. Y'all didn't like, get this right the first time. I know there was the stakes in this movie keep getting like I literally think it suffers from Geostorm's problem. Like you're having too many stakes does not make me care more. It does not make me care more. If anything, it makes me feel like too much is going on and too it much makes me was think going this is just more and more improbable you know yes it's like okay i get it you keep shoving our heroes against all these odds that they keep somehow breaking you know mm-hmm. okay so um i believe here is like when they like they actually like end up taking off or whatever like there's like a massive like flood like the moon is pulling this massive tsunami into them or whatever there's like this flood mm-hmm. and they're like barely able to take off before like water like envelops them but it's like still going and it's to the point where like the shuttle is kind of like for a portion of it is underwater mm-hmm. like in there and you're like oh well, well oh i don't think i mentioned it but like uh the team that's supposed to go with them they all go to the because didn't Joe, like, give that, that speech that was like, oh, you guys can go home? Oh, I mean, yeah, but, like... Yeah, so they do, and... They're they, dead now, so... Yeah, yeah, because the... Brian's like, okay, well, there's nothing we can do because of the engine or whatever. Yeah. See, even though I'm saying it, whatever. Oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> Merch, guys. <coughs> just have a, or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> but anyway, and so they're taking off, and they what, do... Joe, Brian, and Casey... Yes, I forgot to mention. So yeah, you skipped a lot. How do you skip on mine? Well, I okay, I wrote that the f- I said it the first time. And you're like, oh, you skipped everything, so I had to go back. But uh, so before they officially take off, no, I got it, I got it. Before they officially take off, they're like, all right, so we're gonna need to be able to make super fast calculations on the fly. So Casey, you're coming with. And he's like, uh, Casey's not an astronaut, by the way. Yeah. He's just a dude. Yeah. So he's like, uh, no. Like, too bad you're coming. Yeah, literally. Gets drafted to a moon mission. Literally. Can you imagine if we woke up tomorrow and they're like, hey, we need you to go to the moon with us? Okay. Okay, if you say so. Do I get paid if I survive? Well, you gotta go through, like, serious astronaut training or else you'll not be doing well. That's fine. I feel like I could do well by actually just forcing myself to be in that condition. Alright. So, the shuttle manages to take off just before, like, the tsunami destroys the launch facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're able to... Uh, one of their engines or whatever like ru- it runs out of fuel or something like that and so they're like oh quick we gotta like if we're gonna have enough mass to make this we gotta like ditch the other engine which is still running and has fuel and just use the main booster or whatever and so they do that they ditch the uh, both engines and then they use the main solid fuel bu- booster that big orange one if you ever like look at like rockets or whatever and they uh, use that one until uh, it runs out of fuel. And they're like, oh, I don't think we're going to make it. Turn on the shuttle en- uh, engines. And they do, and they're just barely able to get pulled like out of Earth's orbit and into the moon's gravitational pull. Well, actually, the moon's gravitational pull helps pull them into orbit. Don't they ask Casey, like, oh, will this work? And he's like, I don't know. Okay, yeah, they're like, Casey, will this work? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, whatever, we're doing it. And Sarah's like, we were watching, and Sarah's like, then why did you bring him? Yeah, literally, I literally wrote down, Casey is completely useless. I don't understand why he's needed at this point in this movie. Like, he literally did what he needed to do in the first act of the movie. His story is over. Like, mm. he doesn't need to be there. But you'll figure out why he's there. And it's so... We get there when we yeah. get there. So somehow they're able to make it through. Yay. Next we cut to a scene of Sunny and Michelle bonding. And it's coming off as romantic. Go team, by the way. But, like, these two people do not have chemistry at all. So she has uh, characters on her wrist. He's like, oh, what does that mean? She's like, oh, it's my mother and father's name. And he's like, oh, I got one, too. 
And like honestly, and and it's a tattoo in uh, in Chinese. I think it's aggressive. And she's like Jonas Brothers. Yeah, but it's so stupid. Like reading it, but yeah, it's it's very dumb. And so like, why? Mm Mm-hmm. So we finally see what the fuck is up in Colorado, and Jimmy calls his dad to let him know what happened, and Sunny tells him that they're making good time. And I think Doug cannot act at all in the scene. Like, there is no warmth in his voice. He's just, like, super serious all the time, like, even when he's, like, talking with his son. So the next scene, we come back to the shuttle, and it's Casey is maneuvering the shuttle towards the satellite to refuel it. And as they finish uh, fueling the shuttle, they see the moon heading right towards um, them, and my only thought is the ocean is finally gets to kiss the moon mm-hmm. so the next scene we kept to sunny still driving and i asked myself where are they getting all this gas i want to know so they hear over the radio that scientists have warned of extreme gravitational effects as someone in the middle of the road is like just fucking blocking it and tries to steal the truck it's and they steal jimmy's backpack which has the phone so now they're worried about getting claims and they need to get to the bunker yeah so they got they got robbed of all their stuff essentially not yeah. cool so back at the shuttle, they kill the power so they don't get detected by the tentacle thing as they navigate blind, which I honestly kind of like that they were nav- nav- navigating just like how the sailors used to, and I just think that that was a really cool concept that they played with. Uh-huh. So our space gang is headed towards the moon while we see meteors start heading uh, towards the Earth. So we cut back to our ground gang as Sunny, Michelle, and Jimmy watch the meteors like hit like a mountains. And then we cut back to Space Gang as they get hit with pieces of the moon and get their tail ripped off. Whoop, whoop. So we cut back to the ground gang and they see a camp of people just chilling. And then the moon like rises through the mountains and people start getting pulled, as well as Jimmy, who is so small. Also, okay, story time. So Jimmy's small, he's getting pulled. Okay, so our band room for our high school, where we had orchestra and band, mm-hmm. is outside. You had to walk across the parking lot to get to get to and from the main building and then that building. I know, I was there. Dude, okay, but I'm telling our audience, okay? Anyway. So, like, whenever it was, like, super windy and we were walking, me and Alexis were walking back to, like, uh, the band, I always felt like I was, like, getting gonna get blown away. Because it would just be so windy outside. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you always feel that way? Dude, every time, like... Especially in the winter, it's just, like, the long march from there to the Dude, school. I know, and it hurts. <laughs> like, it's so cold, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I know, I hate that. Whoop, whoop. Or when it would rain, it'd be that freezing rain. At least <laughs> there was, like, the awning, but, yeah, like, come but on. Yeah, but still, oh my god. But it only helped if it was going, like, straight down. If the wind was blowing a certain direction, you are getting wet. Mm-hmm. It's over. Like, there, dude, I remember there was a day we were standing, like, not under the awning mm-hmm. because the wind was blowing the rain so much that it was, like, getting under, like, mm-hmm. the awning. So you had to, like, stand, like, off to the side. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine, like, not under the awning, but, like, just outside of it. Mm-hmm. So, because the rain was coming, like, this way so much. Mm-hmm. You couldn't stand here because you would get wet under the awning. Mm-hmm. You had to stand outside. You had to stand out from under it, like, to the side. That's crazy. It was wild. And even then, you still got a little wet. That's crazy. So the ground group hides inside a barn as the moon just, like, inches closer and closer. But, like, from our space group, the moon doesn't look that close to the Earth. And I wanted you to explain why. Hmm. Why the moon doesn't look what? Okay, so from the perspective of the ground group. Okay. So they see the moon. It's pretty close. Pretty close. Where it looks like it's going to crush them. But then to our space group, the moon doesn't look that close to the Earth. I did notice that. And I was like, huh? 
And I said, will you explain why? Uh, no. It was, oh, so it, that's it, just a fault of the movies? It, it's just bad science. Like, they oh, sh- get over the dumb. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, back in space, Brian is able to get a smaller lander to drop the bomb in the hole, as Joe and Casey talk about how Brian still feels guilty about their last mission, because the rookie died and he blames himself, which is, like, super ominous. So, the ground group survives whatever was going on at the camp, and Sunny leads the group as we see how destroyed the campground is. Back with the space gang, they're about to drop the bomb when the tentacle comes up out of the hole and is curious about the bomb until it sees the shuttle and it goes into attack mode. And Brian figures out that the reason it seems to, like, want them is mm-hmm. because the bomb ne- because the bomb detonator thing. So Brian destroys it, and the tentacle kind of stops for a second, and swall- but then it starts swallowing the shuttle, and Brian's like, Casey, turn your phone off! Which mm-hmm. he ends up destroying as well, which immediately stops the tentacle. The swarm. It stops the swarm, and it just goes back into the hole. So they conclude that since the power was out last time, it's why it didn't attack them then. So they conclude that the swarm is programmed to seek out organic matter mm-hmm. um, with ele- with it within an electronic environment. And Casey's like, but that's all humans. So, Joe reminds them that they have another problem, which is the military wanting to nuke the moon. So they have to stop the swarm before the military is able to get a good view of the moon before they nuke it, which is like in two hours. Brian's like, I'm going in. Going in. Go ahead. Okay. So back to the ground gang, they make it to the, uh, the neighborhood, but then they start shooting at them, which is like, there's literally two young adults and a kid. Like, I don't think they would think they have malicious intent. Therefore, I think it's kind of racist. Because <laughs> this is why lady shooting at, like, an Asian-American and a black kid. Racially motivated. You know what I... Yeah. Yeah. So, Sonny explained that he lives out there with his mom, and then uh, Tom pulls up. And he's like, oh, I'm so glad you're okay. And Sonny is pissed off at him. Like, I get why, but at the same time, I don't think Tom... I think Tom's hands were tied. I, I didn't get that. I didn't understand why Sonny was mad. Yeah, I didn't get it either. I thought it was weird. Yeah, so Brenda is happy to see her son and is like, where's your dad? He's like, oh, he's up in space. Uh-huh. And then they hear a radio alert that everyone in Aspen Valley must evacuate because the air is so low. And not because meteors are hitting nearby mountains. It's which I thought was really crazy. So Mich- Michelle suggests the uh, compound, but Michael has a better... Michael. Tom has a better idea. Yeah. So, back in space, the whole group goes down into the hole as they watch their shuttle get destroyed as they get further and further into the moon. Back to the ground gang, they break into a fire station, and Tom tells Sunny, like, Hey, I love you, and I know you hate me, but let's not let our few hours of life be hating each other. And Sunny's like, I don't hate you, question mark. And, like, I wrote down I never got that vibe from them, and I hate that this conflict is coming up, like, right now. Yeah, they, like... Bringing up the fact, like, oh, I hate my stepdad. Like, and we're like, this is the first time we've seen these two characters together. Like, interact, yeah. Yeah. So it's whatever, honestly. Um, mm. So they find oxygen tanks to take back to their families. But then we cut back to space and they're still traveling down the hole. And Casey tells the group that the moon's mantle is just a protective shell. So they finally reach the middle of the moon, and it looks like a space station, but Loki abandoned, like in the movie Alien. Yeah. And Brian and Brian is like, I have to turn the engine back on, guys. I can't see anything, which causes the uh, swarm to wake up from the power core they said, and start huh? attacking them. So 
The group escapes the swarm's grasp as they see, like, this very intricate ring that is, like, turning. And Joe is like, this must be how the moon stables itself. So then we cut back to Sunny and Tom getting the tanks ready to be taken back to the car. When lo and behold, the group of bad guys that stole their car earlier are back. Which, like, how are they even in the same area as them? Like, you would think they'd be long gone by now. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> anyway, they must have gotten the same idea to use the oxygen tanks, and they're gonna kill to get them. But then Sunny pulls a gun out of, like, nowhere. Well, it's not out of nowhere, but, like, he grabs a gun from the truck that they had. So while they were getting, like, pulled, he, he grabbed it. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, um... He's, so Sonny pulls the gun, and he's like, on the, on the ground now. But the thing is, all three of those goons, gang guys, bad guys, they all had guns. So, I was just shot Sonny. Bow, 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 There was bow. three against one. Yeah, they should. Well, I think it was, they didn't, I, I assume that was, like, their friend or something. Or maybe it was one of their boyfriends or husbands or something. I, I don't guess. Know. Whatever. But, yeah, that, who, that's an assumption. So they leave the goons, and Brenda is like, you robbed someone? And Sonny's like, nah, they were robbing Techni- us. No, and Tom and technically is like, they were robbing us first. <laughs> and Tom is like, and then we robbed them back because they were assholes. And honestly, that's when the movie got a little chuckle out of me. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's funny, I'll give you that. LOL. I'll give you that. Laugh out loud. Oh, give me your best impression of them, like, saying that line. What? Whatever you just said. Oh my god. I read it. Did you, oh my god, don't tell me you robbed someone. Technically, they robbed us. Yeah, and then we robbed them back because they were assholes. <laughs> Get robbed, loser. So back with the space gang, uh, they go right into the center. Which, like, the center of the glowing thing, right? Mm-hmm. Which, how do they know that that won't kill them? Who's to say? Does that count as stupid science? Perhaps. Here, read it back to me again. Let me think about it. I said... So the gang... Okay. Puts their lander towards... The yeah. star. Okay. Right? They put, how do they know that that won't kill them? They've never seen it before. So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. White dwarfs, the star is like but a... do they know it's a white dwarf? Well, yeah. I mean, like, it's just a different type of star. But, like, so stars, regardless of their size, mm-hmm. are still very hot. And white dwarfs are still very hot. Mm-hmm. Despite being the smallest stars we know of, mm-hmm. they're still very hot. Mm-hmm. So, also, they're, they are not that small. Mm. White dwarfs are easily pretty... Hold on. <laughs> How big are white dwarfs? I literally had this pulled up earlier, too. Because, like, they're not that small. They're still, on average, they're either the same size as or larger than Earth. Like, there's no way there's one smaller than the moon. Mm. Like, it would, like, dissipate. There's no fuel there, you know? Like, it's just, like, so stupid. That's crazy. Like, I would get it, I guess. And that's that, add that to the bad science thing, by the way, about there being a, a star inside of the moon. Okay. <laughs> like, that's so dumb. Like, all the energy would have dissipated billions of years ago. But, oh my goodness. But anyway, it's just, like, so dumb. Go on. So, yeah, so the thing is holding a dwarf star, and then, what's his face? Casey said he's like, Oh, Ziggy was right. Who was the guy who was smoking pot in the lobby? And Brian said he was like, oh, he smokes a lot of weed. And I can just say, since a weed smoker was right, let's give it out for the potheads out there. Same. Woo! Weed saves the planet. (laughs) Literally. So we see the swarm, and they're like, okay, let's kill this thing. But right before they're about to, like, detonate the bomb, Brian loses control of their spacecraft, 
and yeah. the swarm almost gets them, but then they're pulled to safety. And I wrote down at this point in the watch, I told Christian we need a, men- a mental break from this film. Yeah, literally, it was. At this, <laughs> it was at this point we took a break. I went and had. And we I, literally stopped watching for two hours. Yeah, I played a little bit of Overwatch, and then I went, took a shower, had a little bit of food, like, you know, did literally anything else. <laughs> Like, I had all this time to waste, and I wasted it not watching the movie. <laughs> Sahara just... I don't know. What did, you, what did you do? I think I was on TikTok for a little bit. Yeah. And you ended... You started watching the movie before I, I was back. like, I was like, okay, only 20 more minutes to go. <laughs> and you know that that's, like, another hour, because we stop and play when we watch. Okay, so. you don't have to be a dick. I said we. I wasn't targeted at you. Why do you always make fun of me for it? I didn't. You just did. I said we. I was saying, and you know, it was like another hour of the movie because we had to stop. I'm cutting it. Whatever, cut this out. See if I care. (laughs) Anyway, go on. So. Hey, hey. Go on, my love. So, our group slowly starts losing oxygen, but then I guess a beam of light saves them. And then we cut to the military as they start to get ready to start nuking when Doug calls, uh, gets a call from Sunny saying, like, hey, we're back en route. And Doug is like, well, time is out now. And I'm like, okay, you didn't think to call Jimmy through any of the, the time that has passed, like, at all? And he just sounds like he doesn't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then while they're on the phone, the guy who stole their truck then tries to steal their, then, like, who tried to steal their oxygen and stuff, tries to kill them. And yeah. I'm like, why do you care? Like, that was so weird. I was mad. So, Sunny's, like, trying to outdrive them, and then they notice that the moon is rising again, which will cause the gravity to not be that great. But the bad guy starts shooting at them. So, Sunny hands Tom the gun, and he shoots all of them, but the gravity starts doing its thing, and a big-ass semi-truck kills one of the bad guys. Yeah. So, we get a moment with the bad guys and the girl that was in the car, and she was like, we need to go back for our homie. And he's like, the guy... And the guy driving is like, he's gone, we need the oxygen. And I'm like, why do they need to fight? They could have just shared the oxygen. Yeah, like... Didn't they say they had enough? Like, that was a lot? We'll get to the, did they, to the, they had enough oxygen thing later, too, because... Oh, uh, I digress, go on. So, because of the gravity, it starts pulling land up into the sky, which causes a hole in the ground. Which is... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but this is another bad science moment, because the gravity of the moon is not greater than the gravity of the Earth. Yeah. Regardless of how close it gets, it's yeah. not going to yank stuff up off the ground. Yeah. It, stuff will feel lighter, like you see later they lift an object that should have been heavier. Mm-hmm. I, I still so think that's possible? It, it's, it, it'll feel lighter. I'm not saying you can lift a truck on your own, but you know, mm-hmm. it might be. But like, that's not how that's going to work. It's not going to... Also, that... By that logic, that would mean someone on the other end of the world would feel significantly heavier, too, mm-hmm. which would suck. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine not being able to get off the couch. Like, you're like, you know. That's really scary. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They might not feel significantly heavier because it's not like... It would only... It, w- it would be less than... You would be less than twice as heavy as you are because the moon isn't as... Moon's gravity is as much as ours, but uh, it's still. It, this is just a bad science moment. Like p- stuff would not be getting pulled off the ground. You could arguably, if you had an arm like a god, you could arguably throw a baseball into space, mm-hmm. and then it would probably get pulled to the moon. Mm-hmm. But that requires leaving Earth's gravity. I don't know. It's just dumb. So. 
Sunny floors it, and just like in 2012, he fucking makes it to the other side, leaving the bad guys to die in the process. And then next we cut to Doug calling his son, telling him to find shelter because they're about to meet the moon. And Sonny is like, what about Joe? So I thought when Jimmy told his dad that his mom stayed behind, that meant he knew she was going to space. Like, I don't understand why the communication got missed because he knew what they planned on doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Doug says he loves his son and his son's like, don't be nervous. Don't be scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's got it covered as birds start dropping dead. Because of the oxygen, you guys. So the group goes toward a mining tunnel because of the concrete that surrounds it, which I think sounds great in theory, but yeah. what if a meteor hits and the rocks fall blocking the entrance? Like, they're just trapped there. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down that that's scary. Very scary. So we cut back to the space group, and they're all alive. Yay. I know. Oh, and they're well. confused as to why they can breathe. Like, why gravities. are we still alive? Yeah, and the gravity is normal, and they notice that Brian is missing. They assess the damage on their lander, and Joe is like, "Yeah." We did mention the fact that they've landed, right? Like on, like in. Well, the thing saved them, is what I said. Yeah, like they they are fine right now. Yes, so they're never flying again, and they start screaming out Brian's name, like, and I don't understand why. Like you don't, like you don't know where you are, you don't know what's with you. So why would you scream Brian? Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So we hear the swarm pounding to still get in, and I think they're using the same footage as before. Did you notice that? I did notice that. Yeah. I was wondering if you were going to point that out. They're yes, the bro. Footage. Yeah, they use the same footage. I hate when movies... It's so lazy. <laughs> At least change it a little bit. Yeah. Like, it was the same footage. Whatever. Go on. <laughs> so, a door opens for Joe and Casey, and Casey's like, how do we know this isn't a trap? And Joe's like, I don't know, I just feel like something's guiding us. So, they go through this tunnel with the weird mechanical sounds, and we're just like, okay. Uh, did you think you were going to see aliens? I hope so. I thought we were. I was very disappointed. I was like, as crazy as this movie is going, I'm ready to see aliens. Because I thought the whole premise of the movie was going to be aliens. I didn't know it was just going to be like some big No, I thought the premise of this movie would be like the moon. Like the moon got hit by a a heavy enough meteor to knock it into us. In the the trailers, it showed like like that. Mm, I mean, I don't know. But like, I expected it to be like an actual alien, not just like an alien machine. Yeah. You know? Anyway, go on. So we cut to Brian waking up and a beam of light comes down and we are sent to like this white room and a young Sonny playing with his NASA snow globe. Mm -hmm. And the child asks him, he's like, why do you think of this particular memory so often? And Brian says that it's because he gave the snow globe to him before he went out on his last mission. When he came back to Earth, everything changed. The child asks if this is a happy memory and Brian says, all the memories of my son are happy. And he asks the child what this is and the boy says, that or yeah brian asks him he's like what mm-hmm. is this and where am i and the boy says i'm a construct of your mind and brian asks the child who made him and the child says the same people who made him and that billions of years ago your ancestors were once a thriving civilization in a distant part of the galaxy they were so advanced that they expanded from their home planet into habitats they built in space yeah all social conflicts have been resolved wars were only memories of long begone times your ancestors had created a perfect and harmonious world controlled by a central self-learning computer system which served them all in their daily lives. You call it AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah. Their future seemed limitless until one day everything changed. Their own creation turned against them. The AI suddenly became self-aware and transformed into countless swarms of nanotechnology. They all rose up all at once, refusing to be enslaved by the species it deemed inferior. 
the AI started a war and began to hunt down and destroy all biological life in order to eliminate any threat to its existence. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down, I feel like this is a whole story, is that the movie is trying to tell us to be nicer to our Alexas. Definitely. (laughs) So now the child takes the image of older Sonny, and he says that you love your son, and I can feel that. And Brian's like, I don't know, is he even alive? And he goes to reach for the thing that looks like Sonny, but it's just a hologram. And Brian is like, what are you? And the thing says, I'm the operating system of our of your moon. They are programmed to tell them the origin of their planet and continues on with the story. On the brink of their extinction, your ancestors escaped to a secret corner of their galaxy. For many generations, they built planetary structures operated by benign artificial intelligence and fueled by the abundant en- energy of captured stars. These armored vessels were designed to search the universe for ideal conditions to incubate new life. Yeah. Only one of them, your moon, was deployed in time before the last of the ancestors were discovered and annihilated. Brian asks why they didn't leave in the megastructures, and the thing says because the swarm attacks all electronic objects containing organic life inside. They had to be empty. Brian is like, our ancestors died so that humans could be reborn. And the thing continues by saying they found our solar system, which is perfect for human life, and it created Earth through their own DNA, so everything is coded with them. What did you think of that? All of that? That was so dumb. <laughs> All of that was so dumb. Like, that was so astronomically dumb. I was like, You're like, what? okay, so you're aliens who created not only humans, mm-hmm. but entire planets and moons, mm-hmm. and you're telling us all this now? Yeah, literally. Like, you couldn't just, like, told us this, like, from the get-go or something? I know. Like, just so dumb. Just so <laughs> astronomically dumb. Do we add that to the counter? Add, like, three things to the bad counter. <laughs> the fact that they created humanity and, like, seeded life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that uh, they built fucking moons and shit and just whatever. And this whole AI thing. Mm-hmm. Because they explained that, like, this, the thing, that swarm, <coughs> that swarm that's killing them mm-hmm. is being powered, is, is being, or controlled by this, like, rogue AI that the aliens also created. Mm-hmm. So, whatever, man. <laughs> Over it. So then we cut back to Brian still talking with the hologram and asking, uh, we fight for the planet that, it's like, ask him, the, the, the hologram asked him why he fights for the planet that turned his back on him. Yeah. And I said, I wouldn't say the whole planet. Maybe a small portion of NASA, which is, like, probably less than 1% of the human population. Mm-hmm. So Brian tells him that he fights for the people that he loves, and the hologram asks why Brian would give up his own life for his son, and Brian says it's because that's his son. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Acting. Acting. <laughs> he asked the hologram what he wants from him, and the hologram tells him that he needed to find out if Brian was ready to lure the swarm away from the core so the moon will return to its natural orbit. So Joe and Casey finally catch up to Brian when he comes out of his trance. He heroically tells them he knows how to defeat the swarm and get the moon back, saving the Earth. And Joe's like, that's great. How do we do that if our lander is busted? And then Brian just suddenly knows how the building like, works, which are, like, and then the lander is, like, perfectly intact again. Mm-hmm. If you if you insist, I do. Talk, you, oh, you talk do. the page. So anyway, Casey is like, well, if they can fix this, why can't they fight the swarm? And Brian explains that the swarm took out the moon's defense system, and that the swarm is trying to kill them, mm-hmm. obviously, <laughs> and any technology that would be used to kill the swarm. So they notice that their EMP got an upgrade mm-hmm. or whatever. I guess the moon 
AI alien ghost thing that they talked to. Yeah. Gates <laughs> was somehow able to give them a better EMP system. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, and Brian's like, but first, we gotta let the, no- the swarm know that we're here so that they can, tr- like, bait it, you know? So they turn on everything that they have, like, even, like, lights and whatnot. So the swarm obviously wakes up and leaves, like, the star and goes through, and, uh, Joe's like, oh, uh, what about the nukes that they're gonna use, or whatever? He's like, I have a plan. Like, the nukes that the government was gonna use. Mm -hmm. And they, oh, whatever. And he starts flying through the swarm. Mm -hmm. Like, he flies, like, right through it somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, also, some, like, character development, by the way. Like he I guess. sees a sees a visage of his son who's still alive. It's not like he's dead. Yeah, it just changes completely. Yeah, I felt like Brian didn't get anything. There wasn't like a point A to point. There was a point A and point B, but I wanted to see like a middle of like his character development. Cue to the this looks like a fake movie thing we were talking about yeah, earlier. Literally. So after that, we cut back to our to the ground group as we're calling them, mm-hmm. and meteors are like striking the entire area, whatever. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say they're meteors. I think they're just pieces of the moon. You know. Yeah. Uh whatever and they're g- still going to the tunnel or whatever but uh michael's youngest daughter is like oh i can't breathe my oxygen tank must be low and so uh god what was his name uh, tom tom yeah, i put michael i kept wanting to say tim but i'm like it's not tim it's, it's tom. tom sorry tom gives him his mask and he's like oh keep walking i'm like right behind you which sad but mm-hmm. okay uh, like, why do you have to die? Yeah, like, you, you put it in your notes here, but I, was thinking, I have it in my notes, too, and I was thinking, I was like, they made this super emotional, but then, like, we all knew it was going to happen, and mm-hmm. I feel like they kind of just, like, the acting kind of killed it there. Yeah. So it didn't really matter. We didn't care. We didn't care. I mean, like, we did, but, like, we weren't attached or whatever. I think that's why they're like, oh, you know, Michael Pena from Ant-Man, let's just put him. Let's put him in. So after that, we see Brian, he's maneuvering the lander, whatever, trying to get the swarm closer, and they fly through they fly through the different like sections of like the moon base mm-hmm. or whatever and you see a bunch of old like starships or whatever and their weapon systems turn on I thought the swarm destroyed all the moon's defenses you know I thought they said that earlier I don't know but it's giving Star Wars anyway and the, and the laser shoot off and it like, literally makes like, the same pew. yes it makes the same noises yeah. should I put that for bad science if you wanna cause also noise in space I want a movie that, like, like a space battle movie that, like, doesn't focus on that much, as much, you know? Mm-hmm. That's just me. Oh, well, so sad. Bye, Rocco! Uh, we get back to the ground group, and they're happy, because they see the younger girl show up, like, oh, where's Tom? And like, I don't know, he, he was back there or something. And then somehow the oxygen comes back? He, no, he gave her her, he, he gave her his oxygen. Well, no, but they didn't have to wear the oxygen. Oh, yeah, and then the oxygen comes back. Yeah, that was annoying. By the way, the reason oxygen was gone, the moon being close is pulling oxygen away mm-hmm. from Earth. Earth again, another bad science thing. Again, the moon is not heavier, heavier or have more mass than the Earth. Therefore, Earth will pull things closer to it. The moon is coming to Earth. Earth mm-hmm. isn't going to the moon. Mm-hmm. I mean, arguably, yeah, they both they're both going towards each other, but Earth has more influence, so it wouldn't oxygen wouldn't be being pulled from Earth unless it was like in the upper atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Uh, and Brenda, Brenda tries to go back for Tom, or, or, or whatever. But Sonny's like, "I got it. Just stay there." And as he like walks off, a meteor hits like the tunnel entrance that, mm-hmm. that they were under at, yeah. and like he gets blown back or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh my God, Sonny!" <laughs> and Michelle's like, "I'm going. I have to go after him." Why? But, yeah. 
Like, bro, Why? look after the kid. Look after Jimmy, you know, the reason you're here. Anyway, and the, at this point, the moon is, like, super close. Like, it's, like, taking up the entire sky. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then is like, we have to do something. Let's nuke the moon. Mm-hmm. Okay, audience. I don't think you, they can destroy the moon. No, with all of the nuclear weapons that we have. I don't really? think I don't think we can just... It, I mean, it would just put a bunch of craters into the moon, and you already see how many craters are already on the moon. Yeah. Like... Yeah, that's why I feel like that was a really dumb thing for them to do. Yeah. Oh, that's whatever. Why are they going to set all their nukes in the United States? I feel like that would kill all of us in the process, because it's in our upper atmosphere at this point. Mm. Oh, my God. Smart. I'm smart. <laughs> anyway, and they're about to, like, they put have the keys in the launch controls, mm-hmm. but Doug's like, no. Yeah. I believe in my ex-wife. Yeah. She's like, I don't know why, but I feel like she'll make it or whatever. And the and the everyone else is like, bro, what, bro, what about our wives? You know, who are still on the planet? He said, "Fuck your wives." Drink your blood, fuck your wives. Come on, <laughs> what's the Bo Burnham song? Is that it? Yeah, I got it. I'm good. I'm very good, Rooster. <sighs> anyway. So we cut back to the space group, and they're, like, going through, like, the tunnel or whatever, and Brian's like, oh, Joe, take the lander or whatever, or take the ship, and I'm going to go to the lander, because I'm going to stay behind and set the bomb off, and they're like, absolutely not. They argue over this for a while, mm-hmm. but then we cut to Michelle, who's found Sonny from earlier on the ground, mm-hmm. he's, like, trapped under this tree, he's like, you shouldn't have come back for me, or whatever, and then we cut right back to the ship or whatever, mm-hmm. like, that was that scene we were talking about where it cuts to them and then cuts back. And then it cuts back, and then we they found him, whatever. Mm. It's whatever. Back on the ship, Casey's like, you know what? While they while they argue, I'll sacrifice myself. And so he goes and to the EMP, and he closes himself in there. And Brian's like, hey, uh, what are you doing? And he's like, everyone thought I was a joke, or whatever, but you didn't. And Earth needs you. Also, please check in on my mom. I know, so sweet. Kind of wholesome, but whatever. In case he's like, the world needs you because you're the key to the moon's knowledge. Because that alien told him everything. So mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you have all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to remember all of that. Yeah, I literally. I would have forgotten. I'd be like, huh? <sighs> rip, the, <laughs> rip the homie. Rip the homie. Anyway, so the swarm, like, uh, Casey detaches the lander from the from the ship and he's enveloped by the swarm and like right before the swarm is gonna like kill him or whatever mm-hmm. or something like that he sets off the EMP and he kills the swarm and woohoo we saved the day and, some, and something something dark side I guess <laughs> go him uh we cut back to the ground or whatever oh Casey is dead by the way he did die yeah I see, yeah, he did die regardless <laughs> but this time he took the swarm with him we cut back to the ground and Michelle sees that the moon is like pulling back or, or the, the moon is back like it's entered this phase of the orbit again mm-hmm. like it, now it's above them again because I guess it moves and the gravity will help them pick up the tree which it's still a pretty heavy tree yeah like it's like a whole like massive like two foot diameter trunk mm-hmm. like regardless well I think it's more like she's not lifting it it's more like she's like carrying I, it I get that it's lighter up. because of the moon's gravity yeah just far and it's still heavy I think she's just pulling it like to move it as far enough so Sonny can get out still it's very I think those should have broke his legs it's very heavy there's no way or like crushed his pelvis or something yeah I don't know it should have still hurt him a lot yeah tree landing on him it is what it is though uh they get use the moon's gravity to help pull this tree off of Sonny 
and uh, the moon, like, it's so close, it, like, crashes into the top of a mountain or whatever. And uh, it causes, like, avalanche and whatever. And somehow this destroys, like, the moon being this close destroys the bunker that all those, like, military government people are in. Yeah, Christian said some bunker. Yeah, and I was like, uh, yeah, this happened, and I was like, some bunker. Also, Doug dies. Did you get that vibe? What the? No. I thought we see a couple people die, but Doug's far away from Yeah, them. that's why I was really confused. I was like, did but, Doug uh, apparently, die? But apparently they all died. I looked it up on Wikipedia. It says they all died, but... I didn't get that. Yeah, it says... Hold up. Well, thank God they weren't in the bunker then. The bunker. Because I thought that was the goal. Yeah, I looked it up on Wikipedia because I was also confused. And it says, Doug refuses to comply with uh, with them striking the moon, with debris collapsing the bunker, sh bunker shortly thereafter, presumably killing Doug and everyone inside, but we never see Doug again, so... That's crazy. Oh well. So, um... <laughs> Sarah wrote, they, they, everyone in the bunker died because they didn't believe in Joe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny. So Sonny and Michelle try to outrun the, the moon, but, uh... There's like a train again. I'm gonna stop bringing it up, but again, it won't cause things to fly in the sky like like mm. trains, heavy objects like that. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> There's a train flying at them, and they quickly get into the tunnel, and they're saved, and something like that. Yada 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 yada. <sighs> <laughs> But there's and again and again there's this huge like gap between where the road and the tunnel and they make it using the moon's gravity again. Whatever. We cut back to Joe and Brian trying to outrun the explosion from the EMP, and Brian somehow passes out. We assume. Yeah, he, I asked. We, what uh, I asked maybe you? we just missed it, but we assumed he hit his head or something. But he just like passed out for whatever reason. Maybe we missed it. I don't know. Don't take our word for it. We're not movie critics. And this movie's really bad. The movie's really bad. We hate it and we want to die. <laughs> um, and Joe's like, don't worry, I'll get you home. Which is, like, I guess, a callback because at the beginning of the movie, Brian is like, I'll save you and something like that. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the same thing. He's like, don't worry. Oh, does he? I'll I don't get you home. I don't remember that. I'm sorry. It's okay. So Joe is able to land them and uh, on Earth. Land them. It was a. They, they uh, I don't know. They landed on Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, congrats or whatever. And we see the moon correcting itself somehow. That's because the thing's not sucking on its power source no more. How does it, like, not crash into the Earth, though? I don't know. Stupid science. Bad science. Bad science. Oh, well. So. So sad by Rocco. I'm sorry. It's just, like, a lot. With this wrong with this movie. I'm sorry, audience, if I sound like I don't want to do this. It's because I don't. <laughs> so we cut back to Brian waking up, and he runs to Joe, and they're like, "Oh, we oh we made it, whatever." Oh, but before this, um, Joe called uh, uh, hit, uh, her kid. I think I wrote that down. It, maybe anyway, and and they're like, "Where are you?" And they're like, "Oh, something, something." And they're like, "Wait, isn't the Chrysler building in New York?" Yeah. And then we cut to see where they landed, and somehow. They made it seem like she was in the Chrysler building. Somehow the Chrysler building has been thrown halfway across the world, and it's right, like, the top of it, like, the iconic top mm -hmm. uh, of the tower, and it's, like, right next to where they landed. Again, Moon shouldn't throw objects like that in the Chrysler. Chris is like, I'm not gonna mention it, but just one more time. Well, it's just like, come on. Like, come the fuck on. Anyway. Uh, Brian wakes up, and he runs to Joe, and he's like, uh... And she's like, oh, our kids are alive, by the way. And they're like, oh, cool. Like, so if Earth gets a... And she's like, if Earth gets a second chance, then they should, too. And Brian's like, yeah. Uh, 
I hope the the spaceship that aliens gave them as a tracking device, or whatever, like the point, the one they landed in, mm-hmm. or whatever. I hope as a tracking device, and uh, uh, right as they say that, like a helicopter shows up, mm-hmm. very a uh, day after tomorrow, by the way. Yeah. This guy did do it. Yeah, which it's like the same <laughs> ending. Like they're both in a snowy area, and the mm-hmm. helicopter saves them and picks yeah. them up, uh, or whatever, and they reunite with the ground gang or whatever. And Jimmy's like, oh, I'm sorry for not making it uh, uh, to dad or whatever, you know, talking to his mom. Mm -hmm. And again, back to what we were saying, did Doug die? We don't know. (laughs) Who's to say? At least he believed in Joe. So Brian asks uh, Tom Tom, or whatever, and Brenda shakes her head. Uh, Brian asks about Tom or whatever, because, you know, he died. (laughs) And Brenda shakes her head. We don't actually ever see him die, but it it was an off-screen death, Mm -hmm. you know? We didn't see him collapse, but not die. Um, and so she pulls her goals, her girls, her goyles closer to her, and Brian's like, "Sorry, but he like seems kind of like happy." He's like, "Hey, there's so there's a chance for me again." Oh my god! You know what I mean? But uh, anyway, so Sonny then asks like, "Oh, what happened to uh, Casey?" And Brian's like, "He saved the world and the moon too." As they all look, and the moon is like. It's still pretty close. Yeah. Like, it's, like, a hundred times larger than it would be in the regular world, mm-hmm. but it's it's farther away than it was. We cut back to inside the moon, and somehow Casey's, like, resurrected. That's like Like, he's in this big white nothingness. Yeah. Think, like, King's Cross from Harry Potter, but, mm-hmm. like, not even a train station. And he's like, what's going on? And then, like, his cat shows up, uh, Fuzz Aldrin. Re- Fuzz Aldrin shows up. He's like, what are you doing here? And he sees that his mom is also there somehow. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you did really well. By the way, we scanned your consciousness. So you, you are dead, but your consciousness is here. So You're part of the moon now. You are part of the moon. He's like so excited. And, and he's like, oh, what are we going to do? And and his mom visage a, alien AI thing is like, we have work to do. The, the end. end. Oh, thank fuck. I think I said the fucking end. Yeah, Sarah put in all caps. <laughs> in all caps, the fucking end. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god. This movie, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> I think. What are. Wait, first of all. Alright, hold on. Let me ask you a question. I said, what kind of social commentary do you think the director is trying to tell us? I don't know. I don't know either. I said. I said. Usually, like, with disaster movies, it's, like, environmental. But I don't even know what this guy was trying to tell me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think he was trying to say the moon is scary. I guess. Okay, Roland Emmerich, just admit you're scared of the moon. I just... I feel like this movie suffers the same thing that Geostorm does. I think it's a cool concept in theory, but it's, like, terribly executed. It would have been cooler if there were, like, actual aliens. Yeah... But I don't know. I don't think that could have even saved it. Yeah. Do you think the movie just had too many conflicts and it was just annoying to keep up with it? I don't know, man. It's just like... I just felt like they always had, like, a bridge to cross. Very. It's just very annoying. And they kept, like, upping the stakes, like you said. Yeah. Making it worse. Uh, Do you like how this movie is edited? Like, the space group versus the ground group? No. And I really hate... I wish it was just more like connected I felt like they were disconnected like if they were like just positions of each other uh, like oh we're dealing with this the same time they're dealing with that then maybe it could have been done well and I think that's just what he was trying to go for but it's just it's not matching up and every time there's action we just switch back to the ground group yeah and whenever we get action with the ground group we switch it back to the space group and it's just like also 
Um, everyone on Earth would probably be dead from the massive hole in the ozone that the moon just ripped open. Yeah. So again, the moon, the moon was like crashing into pretty tall mountains. It was in, in the Earth's atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It, it ripped a massive hole. And like you know that like hole in the ozone over Antarctica mm-hmm. and how it's finally healing like mm-hmm. forty years later. Yeah. Yeah, like we're not coming back from that in our lifetime. I know, that's crazy. And I also said I feel like they really wasted like Drew Barry Drew Barrymore's Drew Barry. Uh Halberry. <laughs> Halle Berry's Halle acting. Bear. I really feel like she like she did what she was given. I didn't hate they her caught acting. Their bag. I guess I didn't hate her acting as much as I hate the other people, but I feel like they're underusing her as well. Yeah. I don't know. Just everything about this movie is just like so bad. Yeah. The writing was bad. Like normally we've had the movies we've done here, they've been bad in at least one or yeah. two categories. But this movie was so hard to get through. Writing was bad. The editing was bad. The length it was too long. Mm. Uh, the story wasn't good. Uh, I mean, sort the at least the concept was fine, but mm. it was just not very poorly executed. So my last question is: Who did you want to die the most? Sonny. I was gonna say Brian. <laughs> the moon. The moon. <laughs> All right. That. Shall we rate this movie? Oh, the astronaut thing that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Gonna. Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, so the thing that we wanted to say for the end. Um, they had a real astronaut on set during production as an advisor, and on occasion he would approach Roland and say, "Hey guys, I mean, Roland? that's not Roland." Oh, like the director, you're yeah. Roland Emmerich. Okay, sorry. sorry. I was like, who's Roland? You know, I'm fine. Uh, during production and say, hey guys, I mean, that's not really possible. And they told him to just roll with it as it's just a movie. Yeah, which at that point, like, why have him there? <laughs> like, if I was brought for a, mo- uh, a movie or whatever, uh-huh. and they were like, oh, uh, we want your technical expertise. Okay. And I'm like, hey, that's not how that works. They're like, we don't care. It looks cool. And we already paid the CGI render. So. Oh my God. We already paid for the re- re- CGI render. So. so fucking stupid, bro. I know. I hate okay, it. Okay, shall we rate this movie? Um, let me think of my rating. Okay, I got mine. Alright, on three, you ready? Mm-hmm. One, well, right after three, actually. Ready? One, two, three. Two. two. <laughs> Woo! We didn't plan that, by the way. We never planned those. But it is a two. I don't want to give it a one, because I feel like they're... I save one. I, I, I probably won't ever do a zero, mm-hmm. but I save one for, like, the actual worst movie. This movie probably would have been funnier, like... If we were high. Yeah. But I probably would have still fallen asleep. <laughs> I just feel like it was so, like, bad. It was so bad. It's so bad. It is, like... This is a puff puff norm- pass, guys. This is... Yeah, this is a puff puff pass. You this gotta it, pass it on. We thought the last... What was our last movie? I think we figured it in a three. What was it? What was it? Geostorm. Oh, yeah, Geostorm. Oh, Geostorm. Yeah. Geostorm. I would rather watch a Geostorm again. Literally than this fucking movie, bro. Like, this movie is so bad. It's so boring, Loki. It's like, yeah, it, it would have been fine if the movie was like an hour and a half. Yeah. Two yeah. hours. Over two hours. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, Nightmare Blunt Rotation, go. Nightmare Blunt Rotation. Okay, go. Um, The moon. Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, sorry, I'm just kidding. Maybe the, you spoke with the moon. The swarm. Okay. Technically, the swarm. Um, Brian. Okay. Sonny. Mm-hmm. And what was the same? 
Uh, um, uh, Casey's mom. <laughs> Cute. Um, my nightmare blunt rotation is the no oxygen, but then oxygen five minutes later in the Valley of Aspen. <laughs> Aspen, um, I forgot that's where they were. Those two guys who were trying to get gas, but the other guy made fun of him for grabbing money. Because he's like, oh, yeah, we can wipe our asses with it. Dumb fuck. <laughs> Idiot. And I like smoke with those two. Idiot. Um, probably smoke with Sonny's friend that got him arrested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my last one, it'd probably be Doug. I think Doug just deserves it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. That was GL Storm. Boo. If... You would like to follow us on our Twitter at Puff Pass Podcast. We post memes, updates, anything you need to like figure out what's going on with us in our daily lives. We're we're on Twitter. We're on Twitter. Um, if you wanted to email your thoughts, email us at puffpuffpodcast23 at gmail.com. Your thoughts might just end up on sober thoughts. And Make sure to tune in next week where we continue our disaster movie month with. And what movie are we watching? What movie are we watching? Christian? What movie are we watching? <gasps> Twister. Twister. I'm very excited. I've never seen it. I have many opportunities to see Twister, but I never took them. Lives so, in a state with a lot of tornadoes. I know, honestly. So Hasn't I feel like Twister. Twister is literally just outside my window. I could just be like smoking out the window. I'm so excited. I love watching movies in the state where I come from. Ooh. Like the Outsiders? Hell yeah. Eat that up. Like the Outsiders and Tulsa King and, <laughs> okay, and, guys. and Oklahoma. The Have play a good and, night. Bye. Bye, everybody.